Hello and welcome to Devil's Advocate. I'm Ben. As always, I'm joined by Sean. So you just won't leave. <laughs> you love me. Yeah. You bought me a present, so you must love me a little bit. That was for Christmas. It's I just know. arrived. <laughs> it took like three months almost. Yeah. The thought was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazon Prime, my ass. That wasn't Amazon Prime. <laughs> wasn't it? No. Oh, where was it? It was um, Pop in a Box. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, they're meant to be quite good, but... We did have to wait for it to be released, though, didn't we? We did, but that was yeah. still supposed to be in January. Yeah, it's a bunch of pop, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> From like, the boys. They're like, what did, what did he order that took two months? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're like, here, finally, it's been made. The Dr. Manhattan dildo. You're welcome. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you've got issues. You need to stop obsessing over this damn, this damn blue dildo. <laughs> I actually modeled it on my own penis. Yeah, you're like, it's like Dr. Manhattan's, except for it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, it's to scale. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, no, it it's not. Yeah, it is. Um, that's ironic that we're talking about heroes and anti-heroes, because today we're talking about super villains. Yeah. And we did heroes the other week, so we're going to do villains this week. It was like three weeks ago, but they don't know that. They don't know that. <laughs> they do now. <laughs> don't ruin the fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> It's all an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> I do it all the time. I'm cutting the bottom. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're fine. I hey, want another episode. And they're like, no, that doesn't come out for two weeks yet, Ben. Yeah. Oh, shit. I just got myself fucked in a time paradox. Yeah. You're like, no. <laughs> you're like, it will come out soon. Yeah. I can see the future. <laughs> <laughs> but um, before we launch into our top three, which are considered canon for this show at this point. Yep. Because it's our show. So Yeah, it is. Fuck you, if you don't agree. Come I don't on, care. Come at us. Yeah. Um, should we do some honourable mentions? Yeah, we got more honourable mentions this time than we did for the heroes. I think villains tend to be more interesting, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. because a lot of these guys, not only are they clever, yeah, they also think that they're genuinely doing the right thing. A lot of them do, don't they? Yeah, sometimes they're true. sort of morality or sort of their view of the world is just slightly different, isn't it? Yeah, they just see things from the different perspective of the so-called heroes, but yeah, you know the difference between gods and then gods and demons depends where you're standing at the time, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I, uh, I think with heroes as well, there's a lot of them tend to be not all of them, but a lot of them tend to be cut and dry, don't they? They're just like, yeah, I'm the golden boy, I'm the hero, and sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's a little shit. It's like Superman's boring, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, you like Cap, but I think he's a little bit boring, but um. Obviously, you go and tell him that when he's wielding that fucking hammer. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I will smite you. But then, um, obviously, there is a few interesting ones that are quite dark, like Batman. They're a bit more interesting. But uh, villains tend to be, a, they're, they're a little bit more complex in character, aren't they? They are. It's hard to narrow it down. Oh, Chloe's trying to get under the table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch my beers because that tail. It was just a tail wagging then, wasn't it? <laughs> How she thinks she can fit under this small table, I don't know. No, no idea. <laughs> She's like a bear. <laughs> yeah, let's start with the honourable mentions. Honourable mentions. Um, okay, I'm going to start with uh, one of mine. Yeah. Is um, Doc Ock. Yeah, you, you've said for a while you like Doc Ock. I don't know why. First of all, Doc Ock. Yeah, I guess Doc it's, it's kind of cool, isn't yeah. it? Cool name. Um, secondly, with those glasses, that haircut and that gap in his teeth, Nerd. and he still goes on to be a supervillain. Yeah. And let's face it, a guy called Otto Octavius gets eight legs. Yeah, it's almost, it's almost like they wrote him to be the uh, exactly. It's Doc almost Ock. like it's almost it's like, like he was written that way. It's like, hey, I know they christened their son Otto Octavius, and one day, son, you'll have eight legs. Yeah, but he still manages, despite being a complete and utter geek. Yeah, 
he still manages to fuck up Spider-Man's life a lot. He does. Um, In the early years of Spider-Man, like, he kicks his ass a few times. Yeah. He's the founder of the Sinister Six. Yeah. So he's obviously got the respect of other villains. Yeah. You know, he's obviously, killed Spider-Man's first love, Gwen yeah. Stacy. He's, after he's a few stuff. years, though, he's kind of shit. Like, Spider-Man, after a few years of him being a villain and Spider-Man kind of finds his spider legs, we'll sort of say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, the, he's, the, he's the trainee villain. That's why That's why they have to create the Sinister Six, because all these villains that Spider-Man used to struggle with in his teens, he grows up into a man, and he's Spider-Man. He's, like, big and tough. And he's like, you know what? All you guys are shit. You're all really weak. <laughs> mm-hmm. It takes six of them to take him on. And they still get their asses kicked. Yeah. So, But he's always, they're always going to get their asses kicked. That's their job. Yeah, it's true. Not always. Some villains kick yeah. Spider-Man's ass. They do. But the, he always wins in the end. He does, yeah. Unless he doesn't, and like when he dies. In, uh, yeah, um, but they all die at some point. Into the Spider-Verse. True. Yeah. Where Kingpin fucking beats him to death. Yeah, we've got Kingpin next, actually. Yeah. That kind of segues in. It does, yeah. I like it. Kingpin's mine, wasn't he? Yeah. I like Kingpin because literally, I, I just think it's badass. He's just, he's basically just the head of a mafia group. Yeah. That got yeah. so powerful. And he's like, he's surrounded by superheroes and supervillains. And all he is is just a really strong mafia dude. Yeah. He hasn't got any strength or like super abilities. He just he's, lifts a lot of weights and gets very, very angry. Yeah. He is um, considered a, a, an expert fighter. Yeah. Um, but obviously, he's a big dude he's massive he yeah. must he must have some unknown superpower because he is fucking huge you think he's what do they call it in dc they refer to as a meta human don't yeah they? and he just doesn't know it and he, yeah maybe so he's just, like a mutant like from the x-men well that's you know maybe maybe he's just got like like a 0.001 percent of it and yeah. it just makes him a fucking strong dude well into the spider-verse he looks they basically just draw a cube don't they yeah it's just this giant square <laughs> there's a picture of him and his family and he's like the size of the friggin picture frame yeah. his kids just, are like squeezed onto yeah. the ends of the photo and he's just like sat in the back like <laughs> filling the whole photo it's just fucking massive you know, think tony soprano but like after he's just sat there and ate for the last 15 years yeah he's fucking massive but, but also I, worked out i love it because he's just literally he's the leader of a crime family and yet he's taking on these super he's not afraid of anyone he's like okay spider-man can lift 20 30 tons and i can't but we're still gonna kick his ass we're, yeah, gonna, fucking, still gonna, fight we're gonna fucking kill him <laughs> okay daredevil's like super agile and can fight really well like master martial artist trained by ninjas and whatever i'm still gonna beat the shit out of him and he does and he does yeah <laughs> picks him up tries to snap him <laughs> guy's a psycho He's got balls of steel. You got to respect him. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Yeah, that's it, pretty much. He's just—he's worth the honourable mention just for being yeah. a, a mean motherfucker. Yeah, nobody absolutely. mean mugs like the kingpin. Um, uh, Loki, you were going to put Loki in your top three. Yeah, he nearly made it into the top three. Just missed it. I—I I think I like him just because he's the ultimate spoilt brat, isn't he? Mm. That's literally all he is. He's just a spoilt brat, and yet. It's what what happens when you give godlike power to a being that's just too spoilt to deserve one. Why has he got a chip on his shoulder so much? I mean, yes, he's the god of mischief, but he's but he doesn't well, he doesn't know at one point he's Thor's, Thor's half brother. Yeah, well, if you if you actually look into it, he, well, he's not even technically his brother. No, you, he's not. No, yeah, if, you, if you actually look into it and adopted to, brother too sorry. far into the nerd realm. But is when his dad's in Nilfhelm or Nef, I can't Nefelhelm or whatever they call it, the ice giant place. Yeah, he's conquering it, and Loki's basically been abandoned because he's not big enough. He's a shrimp. They're, yeah. they're giants, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So then takes him, takes him back home, 
He then takes on, because they know magic and stuff, takes on a more human appearance. I'm not sure whether or not they make him look more human. I think he doesn't know. He's um, he's an he giant for a long time. Yeah. So he doesn't like it, does he? He still maintains the, the Loki sort of Asgardian appearance even. Well, he's a bit more classy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I don't think he likes the fact that he's an ice giant. But um, yeah, basically he hates his brother because... It's it's genetically in him to hate the Asgardians, I guess, to an extent. Is that's part of it? Jealousy, and then the other, and then the other so, part is jealousy. Yeah, no, I wanted to be the son. I wanted. I loved. I loved Dad just as much as you. Well, Thor's until the, I found out, obviously, I was adopted. Yeah. Thor's the older son. He's the rightful heir, so he wants to be king. And also, Thor's stronger. He's more talented. He's better looking. All the women like him. He's more charismatic. All the men love him. Obviously, not in, not in a gay way. They well, they might, might do. do. They might do. Who's to say what, what happens in Asgard stays in Asgard? Yeah, exactly. He was he was popular with with everyone. Everyone loved him. He was the always at the front of the battlefield, winning all the wars. He has a ton of ton of wins to his name. And Loki, is, yeah, Loki was kind of the the fail son. He, he was he was shit at everything. He does the magic. He couldn't tricky and yeah. For an Asgardian that was royalty, he couldn't really fight very well. So that's why his mom taught him magic to kind of because Thor was always beating him up whenever they got into fights. Yeah. He was always beating him up. So his mom was like, all right, and I'll teach you magic so that you can get away. You know, you might not be able to beat your brother, up, but you can get away. And then obviously then that made the rivalry worse because Thor would beat him up and then Loki would like turn him into a frog or something. <laughs> so then obviously you'd have frog Thor beating the shit out of Loki or trying to. Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah. There is, I think there is a cartoon where Thor gets turned into a frog. Loki uh, turns him into a frog and he's just going around with like Mjolnir beating the shit out of people. So <laughs> frog Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah. not forget one other thing with Loki is that bitching horned helmet. Now, yeah. I'm not usually one for horned helmets. It's highly impractical, but he oh. pulls it off so well. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you get the feeling that he's not actually that great because I'm in Avengers 1. Yeah. Right? Let's go for the uh, Avengers Assemble. Yeah. He, goes, he turns up, he's in Germany, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And it's where he makes his first appearance. Yeah. And he's like, Neil. Yeah, and no one fucking kneels. Like, nobody knows who he is. Yeah, and then he goes like, no, and then goes, oh fuck, fuck that old guy who's like, nah, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Which, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> fuck you, buddy. Yeah, nobody knows who he is, and he's not that powerful. He, he's... And then he gets the shit kicked out of him by Cap. Yeah, and Iron Man, and then Thor eventually rocks up. Yeah, but Cap and Iron Man is enough to bring Loki down, and that's embarrassing. It is a little bit for a god. Yeah, because I mean. Let's face it, neither of those two could could hold a candle to Thor in terms of power. There's a reason why Thor wasn't there in the Civil War. The Civil War Yeah, because whoever had Thor was going was to win. Same reason why Hulk wasn't there. You couldn't you, you couldn't have one without the other. Although, apparently, just I was looking at, been looking at a lot of superhero and supervillain lore today. Yeah. And um, basically, after Civil War, there is a comic arc mm. where um, Tony's like, okay, Thor, you're going to sign this. And he just basically tells him to fuck off. <laughs> I think he might even give him a slap. Does he? And he's like, I'm not doing that. I'm Thor. I'll do what I want to do. Yeah. Thor doesn't answer to people. He's a, yeah. In his mind, I'm a god. Well, he's, so why, why do I answer to people? Yeah. That's I mean, Loki, great character. And he, he does yeah. get his redemption arc, yeah. which is always nice. And he's got a TV show coming up, which looks amazing. I haven't actually watched the trailer for that. I've been saving it. It looks so good. I won't spoil it for you then. Well, Tom Huddleston in Fairness is a great actor. Yeah, he is. He's very talented. Yeah. 
packed on twenty pounds. Audition for the role of Thor, didn't get it. Lost yeah. twenty pounds. Audition for Loki, got it. Got it. Yeah, he, he is. He's such a good actor. And uh, the show, they've already. I mean, the show's not even out yet, and they've already projected that it's going to be Disney's most popular show. Well, you'd argue that Loki is one of the most popular villains in in the in the Marvel universe. Oh yeah, definitely. Until his death. Yeah, definitely. Because supposed alleged death. Well, this I'm assuming this will be set before his death. No, this is set. You know, this is spoilers now for people that have um, not watched all the films. So, if you haven't watched all of the Avenger films up to now, don't listen to this bit. Yeah, so it's the one where you know they're doing the heist movie. Yeah, the last movie. Yeah, yeah, where they're yeah, doing yeah, the yeah. heist. Yeah. Oh, Endgame. It, no, it's the heist movie. It's Endgame. It's give the it, heist movie. Give it the respect it deserves. It's an all right. It's not as good as Infinity War. It's a heist movie. That's essentially. Let's just admit it. It's a heist movie. It is a heist movie. There's a, all Marvel films are something. Yeah, there's a bit where there's a bit where Loki's been captured and they're kind of transporting him. Yeah. And uh, they're trying to get the. I think it's the Tesseract. That's right. And yeah. uh, they fuck up in the scuffle and it falls and Loki grabs it and teleports out. Yes, he does. Yes, yeah. so that would reverse his. Well, that changes the time. That essentially creates. That's not their timeline. That's another timeline. This yeah. is why there was such a big debate about the timelines because it doesn't add up. So the argument that people have said, "Oh, Cap went back and fixed it," but there is a version in time somewhere until Cap goes back and finishes, it, fixes it, or whatever, where Loki got away. Yeah, and he's having a time of his life. Yeah, so this show is basically uh, what happened while he got away. That's what, oh, that's what okay. it is. So, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it, but I kind of, I've, I know a little bit from the comics and I know kind of where they're going to go with the show, but I, I won't say anymore because I know you're kind of waiting. You yeah. want to be shocked and surprised. I do. Um, I'm going to throw an extra one in. Um, Dark side, mainly because he's the big bad and we're mentioning, we'll be mentioning the other big bad at some yeah, point. Yeah, that's true. In uh, a minute. So we might as well put them both together because they yeah. are basically the same character. Yeah. Although Dark Side is two years older. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dark Side and Thanos, the DC and Marvel. For anyone Bads. that doesn't know, Marvel and DC have ripped each other off for years. Oh, yes. Whenever one of them creates a villain or, or superhero, the other one kind of steals it and changes it slightly. Yeah, sometimes later. that one works and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it becomes more successful. Like, for instance, in our last podcast, we mentioned. Um, Deadpool and Deathstroke and Deadpool is basically a gag character made by Marvel to mock Deathstroke and he ended up becoming way more popular. Yeah. Way more popular. Must be nice when that happens. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. But um, yeah, Darkseid is cool. Uh, he's an interesting character because he, he he's a typical villain, isn't he? He wants to dominate. He wants to take yeah. over. He wants he's, to... you'd argue, the... the, 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 the oh, what a villain is about. Yeah. Well, because he the... wants to... He's the apex villain, isn't he? He wants yeah. to control the universe. And he's a god. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. All, sort, all intents and purposes. Yeah, he comes from... Um, he can kick the fuck out of Superman. Oh, what's the name of the planet he comes from? Apocalypse. Apocalypse, yeah. Yeah, he's the king of Apocalypse. And basically, they're like gods. And there's a there's a planet, another planet, where there are other gods that fight against Apocalypse. They're in a constant war. But at the same time, Darkseid wants to rule the universe. Which is going to have goals. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's gone to have a fair few scuffles with Superman and he's come out on top. He has. And of course he has. There is a great scene in one of the um, Justice League movies. I think it's a Justice League movie uh, where Darkseid tries to kill Batman. Right. Batman manages to evade his, his laser vision. Yeah. Whereas like Superman's laser vision is just straight ahead, isn't it? Yes. Darkseid is like, it's like a heat-seeking missile that follows you around. Yeah, yeah. And it goes zigzaggy. Yeah, it follows you about. And Batman manages to dodge it. 
and that is fucking awesome. <laughs> of just, course he does, because he's Batman. I was just watching it, I was like, how is Batman dodging yeah. that? That guy's just, like, he just bitch-slapped Superman into the next fucking universe, and Batman's dodging his eye blasts. Yeah, but Batman's bitch-slapped Superman around. So. Yeah, Batman, Batman's just next level, isn't he? He is. Ironically, more, I, I, I think, I always think Batman is like, He's he's he knows he's he's got powers. He just refuses to use them. Yeah, <laughs> he's like secretly I, I created this universe. <laughs> um, so Thanos, on the other hand, yeah, so has, this, a, has a bit of a mixed message. This is another great example, actually. You could argue that Marvel ripped off DC creating Thanos, but I think Thanos is a lot more interesting than Dark Side. Yeah, th- th- uh, Dark Side is literally just. I want to rule the galaxy, and yeah. anyone who gets in my way is going to be stomped on. Yeah, apocalypse and will what, rule the universe. But what's he going to do when he's done that? Rule over the universe with an iron fist. Yeah, but there's only so many people to kill. Yeah. Well, we saw that, didn't we? We saw what happened. His end game of winning. Didn't yeah. Because yeah. we saw that movie, that animated movie, the the oh um, apocalypse war. Yeah. Which was awesome. Where he won. Yeah, he won. Basically, but, killed everyone. But on, he won. On, and then had Batman sat on spoiler alert. Yeah, don't want Batman to. sat on the Mobius chair. Yeah, basically as his fucking number two tactician, strategist, politician. Mm-hmm. So does that suggest to me that Darkseid isn't that fucking smart because he needs Batman as his fucking chief brain? Yeah, it's a fair point. So well, it's like, well, I've got the goodies. I've got the parademons. Yeah. I've got. I've got the, the, the heat-seeking eyes, and I'm strong and hard as fuck, but I'm actually a bit dim. I'd, I'd, I'd argue that you probably... Well, I, yeah, I'd probably agree with you, to be fair, because, I mean, his end goal is pretty boring, isn't it? It's just total dominance of the yeah. universe. And once you've conquered everything, yeah, what do you do? Just sit there. You sit there, I don't know. Well, because I'm in that film, they've basically eradicated most of the human population. Yeah. So who's go- who's going to be your subjects in this in yeah. this story? Because you can't be... It's all very well going, all right, I want to take over the, the universe. Yeah. Like, okay, that's a great goal. Yeah. Work towards it. And what are you going to do when you've got it? Oh, I'm probably going to kill everybody. Yeah. What's the point of taking it over then? Yeah. Because you just killed everybody. And Apocalypse is basically a shithole. Yeah. Most... He just sits there with a load of mutated parademons. Yeah. And then he's got, a, like, his, his family, the, go- sort of the gods of that sort of realm, that basically are his generals and all that, and his soldiers that go off and do his bidding and stuff. I mean, that's great. He's got them around. But everything else is just a shithole. Yeah, but they're all just serving you out of fear. Yeah. There's no loyalty. He's like... Yeah. Dark side, um, is, is dark side is Steppenwolf. Yeah, stupid name. I can. Yeah, all, all the um, villains. You know, he's like his his lieutenant, and he's like, yeah. oh, I'm a bit on his bad side. I need to get in his good books again. Yep, he's not returning my texts. Yeah, he is. He is really a bit of a shit villain. Yeah, I think the only reason why he's on our honourable mentions is because they created Thanos kind of from stealing ideas of him. Yeah. Thanos is a lot more of an interesting character. There's oh, a lot yeah. of depth to, to Thanos. He's almost like him. Um, I know they call him the Mad Titan, and he is mad. But at, is the, at the same time, he's 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 almost right in his way of thinking. So like, it's proof of that when when he actually manages to do the snap, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's awfully erases half of the universe indiscriminately, as he says, because he doesn't think he can play God, even though he plays God by doing the snap in the first place. But in his mind, if it's at random and he doesn't get to pick, then it's like an act of of nature, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. that's why he doesn't pick. But um, yeah, it, him doing that 
actually works. He said, you know, there's not an infinite resources in the universe. There's billions and billions and billions and billions of species all over the universe that are taking and taking from the universe. And eventually things will run out. So if I do this, it'll give time for the universe to heal. And it works. We see that on Earth. Yeah. Literally, people are like, oh, the whales are coming back and this is happening and the environment's better than it's ever been. And it's like, shit. <laughs> it's like he's kind of... The film almost wants you to think a little bit, is he right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, it's just that everyone's left with the massive grief. Yeah, you know. And survivor's guilt, I'd imagine. Yeah, you... Well, if you watch Division, which you haven't watched yet, and I won't spoil it too much for you or the people that haven't watched it yet, but it kind of goes into that a little bit more. Yeah. It shows you what happens. I mean, there's one woman in it, and she gets snapped back, and the last thing she remembers, she was sat at her mother's bedside because her mom was ill with cancer. Yeah. And then when she gets snapped back five years later, the doctor's like, yeah, your mom went into remission. She got better because she knew she was in remission. Yeah. And she got better, and then, like, Two or three years later, she got ill again, and then she died, so she'd been dead for like two years. Oh, fuck. And she got snapped back at the hospital, and she's like, where's my mom? And she's like... Who's this in this bed? Yeah, so she got better, and she grieved your loss for like two or three years. She got on with her life, and then she got ill again, and she died. Yeah. It's been two years, and she wasn't there for that. And it's like, people have to... The people that were left there have to grieve the people they've lost, move on with their lives, and then when the snap happens again, these people come back. Yeah, so yeah, they've yeah. lost relatives because they've aged five years, they've died or they've moved on. People got remarried. Of course. You know, five years is a long time. If your husband or wife disappears and then you're like like stricken with grief and then you meet someone, you get remarried. And they've lost someone too and you bond over that. Yeah. And then they come back. What do you do? Do you go back to your old husband and wife? Do you stay with that person? And what? of course, what if your family, your immediate family, your wife and two kids, none of you get snapped? Yeah. So it's almost- just like... Oh man, we didn't lose anyone. Yeah. There's poor old Bob over the road. His wife and kids are gone. Yeah. If There's Susan, her husband's gone. And you're like, don't look too happy, kids. Yeah. If you actually think about the kind of morality of it from a like sort of philosophical point of view, the snap that Thanos did to protect if you're looking at it from protecting environment and universe sort of thing, he was he was right and making sure the population didn't get so big that people suffered. He was right on that sort of point and then the five years later it's almost like the avengers were wrong for bringing those people back yeah i mean obviously no one wants to be dust but people moved on yeah and then they got forced back and it's like well now i have to try and integrate into a society that left me behind you know people came back and they tried to go back to their jobs and their jobs no longer existed yeah <laughs> it was like oh sorry you know there wasn't enough people to run this business anymore so it collapsed <laughs> Yeah. You know, oh, sorry, you're, you were gone for five There's years. There's too many implications. Yeah. You were gone for five years, so we repossessed your house and sold it to someone else. Yeah. You know? So it's like, oh, I'm homeless. My wife left me. Yeah, my wife actually married someone else and is happier with him. You can't just go back. I mean, they, they deal with that a little bit in Spider-Man because he, he, he turns to dust. He goes back, and some of his friends from school are like 20-odd now in the working force. Yeah, yeah, Luckily, yeah. him and his best friends all disappeared at the same time. How lucky is How that? Convenient. If that if that didn't happen, he'd be like, "Oh shit! All my friends have grown up, and I'm on my own now, and I've got to go back to school." So hey, you want to come around and watch uh, and play play on the PlayStation? Like, yeah. Oh, fuck you! I got work in the morning. Yeah. You could come back, and you can be like, "Oh shit! You know what? I was like 14 when I went, and my like 13 year old brother's now older than me. He's now my big brother." Yeah. You know, this is weird. It's almost like it's, it's it, Iron Man even says, "You know, is it even right to to do it if we can?" And you have to kind of agree with him a little bit. 
It's a valid point, but I also think you know, Thanos obviously also wants to impress death. Yeah, he's a, that, that's another thing that's really interesting about him, his obsession with death. He's, he's in love with Lady Death. Yeah, who's a literal character in Marvel. And you're like, well, that's great. She can kill people on her own, Thanos. She doesn't need you to do it. Yeah. She's literally death incarnate. But he feels the need to kill people to impress her. I'm sure that's like the least impressive thing you can do for a literal embodiment of death. I don't think it impresses her much. She's more, I think she's more attracted to Deadpool because he can't die and she wants him. Yeah. Because he's immortal, he's basically immortal, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. She'd rather see him die so she can finally get his soul. But yeah, he's an interesting character. How many other honorable mentions have we got? Uh, one more. One more. Um, I was going to do the um, the Harley Quinn animated series cast. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, um, all of them are great. All of them. They, they really show some, they really develop the characters of some minor and not so minor they've villains. written some boring characters and made them very interesting haven't they you're calling kite man boring <laughs> kite man literal dc villain bloke with a kite yeah. on his back and he's amazing and he's like in that show they make him likable in the first season we hated him we yeah. were like this guy this fucking guy his power is a kite yeah and by the end of season two, we were like, you know what? We love Kite Man. <laughs> <laughs> he won us over, didn't he? Yeah, and he got to bang Poison Ivy. Yeah. He was just like, Kite away. Yeah. We were just like, oh my God, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> he won us over with, the, with his damn Kite. Yeah. He took her on a date and she rid on top of the Kite. Yeah. I think but they banged on the Kite They too. did, yeah. 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 Um, and of course, King Shark was great in King it. He Shark. got he, a personality. Yeah. King Shark was basically this big, massive, horrible monster with literally no personality in the comics, and they they read him in such a clever way. Yeah, he's like a, he's like the the funny kind of nerdy buddy, isn't he? He That's does all it. does all the hacking, yeah. makes all the silly jokes. He makes a lot of eating jokes, doesn't he? Because he yeah. like literally one minute he'll be talking away, the next he eats someone, he bites them in half, yeah. and he's just like, oh, I really shouldn't have done that. Watching <laughs> my calories. <laughs> yeah, um, Clayface. Um, yeah. Harley Quinn herself had a bit more depth because I never, really, never quite sure how much depth there is to that character. She was always kind of like the mentally and physically abused girlfriend of Joker, and yeah. that was it, wasn't it? In the comics, they but really, everyone's seen, oh look at her, she's so pretty. Yeah, they really fleshed her. Yeah. Oh, I, I want relationship <laughs> relationship goals is Harley Quinn and Joker. Yeah, like, no, it isn't. It's Believe like, me. It's like you've clearly never read a comic in your life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you really don't want a relationship like that. Definitely, though. I think we can both agree the best character in that show is Bane. Mm. Bane is amazing in yeah. that show. Bane is written in that show as being this dumb, campy... Yeah, he's like... Immensely strong still. He's got all his powers, but he's just yeah. a bit dopey, a bit campy, and he's a bit like, ah. Yeah, they've got like this group of villains, and he's part of it, but they don't treat him like he's part of it. No, he doesn't get a civil chair. Yeah. He just gets a little... Little shitty metal chair, little shitty primary school kid yeah. chair. <laughs> I'm like, I want, a, I want a, a, a chair on wheels. Like, no, sorry, babe. Yeah, it's like not for you. Not for you. Oh, I do love. I, he is so good. The voice actor is great for Bane as yeah. well. He does sound like Bane from the uh, from the movie. He's... Actually, I've been. I was watching some Bane stuff today, and yeah. I went to see The Dark Knight Rises at the cinema. Yeah, and I went with my with Mike. who was kind of the boy with me, and it yeah. was just like. Shared to Mike. Shared to Mike. And it was like, like, we came out and I was like, Mike, I know Tom Hardy's a really good actor, but could you understand a fucking word he was saying in that? Yeah. And he went, no. It was hard, wasn't and it? Yeah. And when they re-released it, the DVD, Tom Hardy had to go in and redo all his lines. Yeah. I don't know whether they fucked it up, but they'd 
with the mask or in post-production or something. That voice is hard to get right, though, isn't it? Yeah, he had to come in and read it. And I was watching some of it, and I was like, oh, God, yeah. Yeah. That is a, a weird... He's putting on a straight... Bane's got a weirdly high-pitched voice. He does, yeah. Well, he's speaking for a mask, isn't he? Yeah. But then again, it's never RIP to the Bane that was in the Batman and Robin movie, who was just a... a a, a, a shitty henchman. He yeah, didn't do he anything. Was, yeah, he was shit. Yeah. He was just like, he yeah. was just a rage monster, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. It, that's I think that's why I like the Harley Quinn one because they they he's a rage monster, but he's super sensitive as well. Yeah, he's nice with it. Yeah. He's like, oh, I could I could t- you could take Bane out for a pint. Yeah, <laughs> he's great in that. He is so funny, and I, I like the voice as well because it's kind of you can understand what he's saying. Yeah, don't you? They, that's they, something. They slow it. He's still got the the kind of the high like. It's kind of weird, isn't it? It's like high and deep at the same yeah. time. But uh, they, they take away kind of the bit where you can't understand and they slow it down a little bit, I think, and make it like so you can hear what he's saying. And he's, he's just really goofy. It is a really good show and yeah. I would advise anyone to watch it. I never thought I would hear um, the word cunt in a DC animated yeah. Yeah. Um, series, but it's quite an adult show. Yeah, it is. You know, there's blood and guts in it. Yeah. It's, it's worth a watch. Right, should we move on? Yeah. Yeah. So, right, let's start with our, our top threes. Top three. You um, can go first, man. All right. Um, Ozymandias, the villain yeah. from the Watchmen series. I'm a big fan of the Watchmen series, the movie yeah. and the comic book. I was going to say, one of them made it to your top three in the last one. Yeah, the comedian. Super, yeah, superheroes. Um, basically, a guy who's the most intelligent man on the planet. He's got a bit of an Alexander the Great fetish. Bar Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, most intelligent human, human on the planet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and decides that to stop the Cold War. Yeah, to stop all the fighting. When in the comics he fight he um, fakes an alien invasion. Yeah, and in the film he blames it all on Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, but then weirdly the series kind of retconned the um, the film, and you had a squid attack, squid, squid attack, an intergalactic squid. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the ends justify the means with him. It's like, hey, you know what? I might kill 100 million people. Yeah. But I'm going to save the entire planet. Yeah, he's an interesting character. He's very thanos isn't he? Yes. His mindset is, I'm going to become the bad guy. Well, oh, I'm going to make the... I'm going to create the bad guy. Therefore, the two countries that are going to go to... A, to war, Cold War, which would end in massive nuclear destruction. Yeah. Rather than that happening, I will be the central villain. I will take all of those deaths, that pain, that suffering, that guilt of taking all those eyes. Because he is essentially a hero. He's making. He was him, a hero. Yeah. He, was, he was one of the most successful of, yeah. of the Watchmen. He's chose to become the villain because he thinks he, in his own sort of deluded pride and arrogance, I guess, he's gone, I'm the only one that can save this world from its own mutual destruction. Yeah. So the best way to do that is I will create, I'll fabricate a villain so scary these countries are forced to ally themselves together and never never fight each other again because of fear of a a greater villain. Exactly, and he he was the first of the Watchmen to unmask and unveil his identity, which he then used to basically get a lot of kiddies' toys and probably yeah. a cartoon and become a fucking billionaire. Yeah, well, it was all part of his plan, wasn't he? <coughs> He's a genius, and his idea was, right, I'm really smart. I need lots of wealth now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll I'll make, I'll make profit off of it, and then I'll use that money then to basically take over the world fina- yeah. financially and then physically. <laughs> yeah, and he never had to work with Dr. Manhattan. 
Yeah. Because he was walking, working nude. Yeah. So at least he never got to see that. Yeah. He'd be like, damn, man, we'll just use that. That'll destroy the world. <laughs> drop that. Drop that on New York. <laughs> I could take out a city block. <laughs> <laughs> he is a villain. Look at that thing. <laughs> There's no way he could be a good guy. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's an interesting character. Doing one that, you know, he, he sneaks into my uh, my top my top three, I think. Yeah, well, he kind of... I think if you look on any list, he's always sort of top six in the DC yeah. universe. Well, he kind of... He's that weird one, isn't he, where he, he doesn't really... He kind of matches my number three, is he doesn't really think he's a villain. Yeah. He thinks what he's doing... I mean, he knows what he's doing is wrong. I mean, there's a bit in the film which shows you he, he's, he kind of... It sits with him at the end of the film. Yeah. And he knows he's the cause of all those deaths, but he, he, in his mind, he's like, "Well, it's better than the other option because it would have been more deaths." Yeah, and he's literally sitting there and he's watching uh, the feed of this happening. Yeah, it's almost like the debate we had with the A bomb. Yeah, yeah. It's like he he chose to blow up and kill a few people to save what he thought was more people, and it's the same thing. That's what he's done. He's chose to destroy a city to bring the world together. That's it. So it doesn't destroy itself. And I have to admire that. Yeah. It's almost like he's chose to become the bad guy in well, order to be the great, a good guy that no one will know, I guess. He's shouldering all of that blame. Yeah. He's shouldering all that pain, all that that death yeah. for the good of humanity. It's like Rorschach says, though, well, in so many words, it's not really, he's not a god. It's not his choice, is it, whether yeah. we live or die? Yeah. And Rorschach never compromises. No. He has a strict set of rules. We'll have to do a third one so we don't like anti-hero slash vigilantes because Rorschach will probably be our first. We did talk one. about him last time. Yeah. yeah he was, we decided he was Hobo Batman. He is Hobo Batman. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do a vigilante slash um, anti-hero. So I think he'd, he'd probably be our first on that. Yeah, one, he might well be. Yeah. But yeah. Um, killed too many people to be a good guy. <laughs> he killed a lot of people yeah. in some very brutal ways. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good number three, man. He is an interesting character because you can tell he's it's like he weaves a web, doesn't he? Yeah, well, he set it all up. I mean, yeah. from the killing of the comedian because he killed the comedian. Yeah. To get Rorschach and Night Owl to come back into the fray. Yeah. Um, to get the Watchmen back in, in the hopes that they would, because he was, he always wanted to be the leader of the team. Yeah. But obviously there is a literal god stood next to him. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He, he was bar... Dr. Manhattan, he was the most powerful character in the series. He, he's like, even like the comedian was super strong. Yeah, he could punch through like brick and everything. Rorschach could take on like 20, 30 police officers. Night Owl was probably stronger than Rorschach because, I mean, Rorschach always towed the line with him. So it was kind of that sort of mutual respect. And it was a mutual there. respect. And, and also that they'd worked together a lot. And Night Owl is essentially, yeah. well, he's basically Batman, isn't he? Yeah, I always thought that. Night Owl had some level of super strength that Rorschach didn't have. Rorschach was just like a fucking psycho brawler. Certainly um, super strength, maybe super agility. Yeah, because in then, the prison scene, he's yeah. pretty handy. Yeah, so he's I'd say he's a, a martial artist tactician with the, with the super strength. But yeah. there's nothing either of them could do when they fought against him. No, they both got their asses handed yeah. to him. The guy literally caught a bullet. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, he claims he can catch a bullet," and then they were like, later on in the film, they tried to shoot him, and he literally did what they they said he claimed yeah. to do. So it wasn't all talk; he could do it. He could yeah. catch the bullet. I, I do like that scene when he, well, it's a fake assassination, isn't it? But yeah. the guy's firing real bullets, presumably because because Osmandis is like, "Well, you know what? Got to yeah. keep myself in fucking shape, and I." 
yeah. you know, and he's literally just spinning out of the way of these bullets while yeah. people behind him, because there's a crowd behind him, are getting shot in their head. Some yeah. boy gets shot in the leg, but the person gets their fingers blown off. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, and he's just dancing and weaving. And before you know it, he's picked up a lampshade and tried the bloke. Yeah. Because he's well, a lampshade, a lamp. Yeah. He's literally. Other than Doctor Manhattan, he's like the most powerful character in yeah. arguably little I know about the comic book world of that world. He's the most powerful, isn't he, on yeah. that planet? Other than Doctor Manhattan, who's literally a god. That's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, amazing tactician, most incredible mind, human mind on the planet. I mean, he's working with Doctor Manhattan for this clean. Yeah. So clearly, he's just work. Doctor Manhattan must consider him some kind of intellectually. Equal, equal, close to equal, well, yeah. close to equal. Because well, otherwise, you'd be like, "Well, why the fuck do I need your help to do this?" Well, you could argue that, in a way, because of his human sort of spirit slash intelligence, he was smarter because he managed to trick Doctor Manhattan. That's true. So maybe not in terms of, oh, you know, you can literally create universes, and I can't do that. But in a sort of, I can manipulate you kind of way. He was smarter. Well, yeah, because yeah. even Doctor Manhattan was just like, "Oh, I didn't see that coming." Yeah, and I really but should have. He was clever enough to see that Rorschach would leave and tell the world. Yeah. That's why he vaporized him. So he could predict multiple outcomes, but he couldn't completely predict that what this guy was going to do. It was yeah. insane. So, yeah, I think that's... I mean, obviously, Ozymandias, he doesn't have the um, the run in the comics no. that um, some of these other guys have, or all the other guys have, really, on this list. Yeah. But I think for his... I mean, I would always consider um, Alan Moore's Watchmen to be the graphic novel to read. Yeah, if you're a comic book nerd. If you're a comic book nerd, and I'm sure most people who listen to this have read it. Yeah. Or at least watched the movie. And but... you've always had a sensitive spot in your heart for the for the Watchmen series. I have. They've, yeah. they've been expanding the universe as well, haven't they? They have, yeah. Um, they did that series, yeah. the TV show, but it was like that was almost like it was weird for weird's sake. Yeah. It was just like, oh, this is all right. It this got is mixed cool. reviews, didn't it? Um, it's had a very anti-racism message, mm. um, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, what's this actually got to do with Watchmen? That would be my argument. A couple would... of characters yeah. and some flashbacks. That would be my argument. What does it have to do with Watchmen? Yeah. What does all the political sort of sub sub plots have to do with? That was it. But he basically ended up with the first hooded justice was a black guy when it was always thought it was a white guy. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I very much doubt Alan Moore would agree with that to be retconned because he's a wizard and you don't fuck with Alan Moore. Yeah. <laughs> he is a wizard. <laughs> is he? <laughs> he's got a beard of one. It's good enough for me. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I guess the politics gets into these things these days, doesn't it? The comic books are becoming more politically correct and yeah. stuff. But it was good to see Ozymandias come back in that series, even as an old man, and he'd been kind of stuck in another... Oh, another planet, another dimension. Did they use the same actor? No, no. Well, they, Jeffrey Irons played him. Oh, okay. Um, cool. As an old man, and he'd been basically, they hadn't killed him. They'd stuck him on this, Dr. Manhattan had stuck him on this, I think it was a planet, but it was also like in another dimension, a side yeah. dimension, like a pocket dimension. Did he become the king of it? Yeah, he was kind of left there, like making all these weird clones of servants and then yeah. firing them into space to see if he could escape. Yeah. Anyway, you send him. Anyway, you send him. He was basically just become a become a king, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit mad, but he, he made it back to Earth, and um, yeah, his whole plan was to escape. Yeah, 
it was nice to see the Doctor Man, and that still had some respect for him. Where he's like, you know what? I'm just like, I'm not going to just execute you. Yeah, you're. It's a be a bigger punishment for you to be stuck in this little pocket dimension with yeah. just yourself and some clones for company. Yeah, so, yeah. It's good to see him come back. But yeah, like I say, he hasn't had the run that the others have, but he creeps in for me. I like him. Yeah, he's he's a good good character. Do you want to go for your third one? Yeah, yeah. Well, my number three is um, Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Victor Von Doom. Vic- Victor Von Doom's not a bad name. Yeah, it's awesome. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Yours was like a 10 minute explanation. Mine's, it's got a cool name. <laughs> All right, the next one. <laughs> no, he's, he's, a, he's, he's very. I mean, we're kind of following a bit of a pattern here with with um, with Thanos, with uh, Ozymandias, and with Doctor Doom. These guys, are, I mean, oh, I, I couldn't really remember everything about Doctor Doom in the comic book, so I watched a little bit of a thing today to remind myself. And it, it's amazing because in his mind, he literally thinks that he's he's kind of the good guy. He thinks he's a good guy. Yeah. He, and he does come on the side of the hero occasionally. Yeah, I mean... Literally, they, they were talking about in the video I watched earlier. They were talking about bringing him into the next sort of phase of, of the Marvel movies. They said he would be great because he's not your typical bad guy for the sake of being the bad guy. He'll team up with the good guy um, if he has to. Like if he had known that Thanos was doing what Thanos was doing, he, he would have got involved and helped the heroes. Yeah, so he doesn't want half of, of Latvia, the country that he's created, to be snapped out of existence. Well, no, I'd imagine he'd been quite pissed off about yeah, it. Yeah, half his subject. He's only got like a population of 500,000. He doesn't want half of them disappearing, does no. he? Well, roughly half. It, it, doesn't he literally rule that country with like an iron fist, but it's actually got no crime, um, no illness. So There's no crime, there's no sickness, and everyone's actually quite happy, even though he rules it with an iron fist. Yeah, I thought that till earlier. I watched the thing on it. So what he did is he went over to Latvia. He inspired the people to take Latvia back. Uh, from their ruthless dictator. So him and all of the people took it back, but then he became a bit of a ruthless dictator. Well, it does happen. So life is pretty good there. They are kind of the sort of superpower of the planet. They're only a small country, but in terms of like tech and uh, everything, they would basically, if they were the size of a, a big country, they would they would dominate the world sort yeah. of thing. No one has tech equivalent to them other than Wakanda, apparently. Right, interesting. It, but he is kind of a ruthless dictator at the same time. It's almost like do as you're told, he get destroyed sort of thing. So it's kind of like swings and roundabouts, I guess. I mean, yeah, if, apparently if you, there is no sickness. Yeah, though. if you toe the line, life is pretty good. I mean, I'd rather live in Wakanda, to be fair. It seems like there's a bit more freedom. But, I mean, in terms do of... Do we know that? What? That Wakanda's a bit more... I mean, it's got a king... You will, if you step out of line, will put on a suit and go and kick, kick your ass. You. It's just it like kill you. It just turns. Is it more free? It just turns up on the street and he's just like, I told you, if you spray paint those walls one more time, <laughs> yeah, crack his it. knuckles. Or the birds with the spears show yeah. up and just stab you. Yeah. You're like, I'm sorry, I did. Shit, 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 shit. shit. <laughs> yeah, so is Wakanda more free? I mean, it is. Let's, let's face it. Wakanda, whether you like to admit it or not, is a fucking dictatorship. It's a monarchy, isn't it? Yeah. It's an absolute monarchy. He yeah. has rule. There's no politicians. Yeah, that's true. Well, there was, there was, there was like um, some sort of political party, wasn't there? Because when he's when his cousin Killmonger turned up, he was sat on the throne, and there was all those guys sat. Oh, in the I suppose room. he's got a court and advisors. Yeah, so they're like, there is like a court, I guess, because he he said, I, "I have a claim to the throne," didn't he? And they mm. kind of they listened, they heard it out. 
and the the family his family were there and all of the other people were there and they're like yeah he does have a claim so you guys are gonna have to fight this out sort of thing so it is an absolute sort of monarchy but at the same time is he does kind of have a court that have a bit of a say i think yeah but if he decided "Mm, you know what abolish them all off with their heads you know what? I'm not going to take that advice, and I'm going to be like, "Well, I can see it being a really bad problem. I think it's a huge mistake. I'll think about it." And he comes in their house at night in his black panther suit and tears their face off with his claws. Yeah, well, this is the Don't thing. Think about it. Yeah, this is the thing. They're both fucking dictatorships. Yeah, well, they all advised that he kept Wakanda hidden, and eventually, at the end of that film, he was like, "Wakanda exists." <laughs> so, yeah, at least Von, at least Doctor Doom is like, you know what? Fuck it. I know I'm a dictator. Yeah. At least he's not dressing it up. Yeah. But the thing I like most about him, like, is the fact that he his pride and his arrogance are so high and so equal to the point where he literally thinks that he should basically govern the planet. He thinks yeah. he should govern the villains, govern the super superheroes. If like the superheroes step out of line, he thinks it's his responsibility to take them down. <laughs> like, if if the supervillain, there's been times where he's teamed up with superheroes. There's been times when he's teamed up with supervillains. I mean, when Galactus attacked, he teamed up with the heroes to defeat yeah. Galactus because he was like, "This is my planet." Yeah, I, I I'd, I'd like the status quo to be maintained. Yeah, with the well, the whole snap thing and the civil war and the Sokovia Accords. You know, for a while, if they bring him into the MCU, he's going to go after the superheroes for that because they mass. In his opinion, he'd be like, "You guys massively fucked up there." Yeah. You know, why, why should my people have to suffer? Why should the world have to suffer? Because you guys can't fucking sort out your own fucking yeah, disputes you, without fist fights. And let's face it, in all fairness, it kind of did start it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Finding them stones if they just, you know, yeah. push them back under the carpet. Yeah. So sticking one in Vision's head. Yeah. He'll be like, you guys couldn't stop what there's like 50 of you, or one of your claims to be a god, and you yeah. couldn't stop one dude getting this gauntlet. And he, he, the cool thing about him as well is uh, he's one of the most powerful characters. Yeah, he is. Yeah. In the series, I, I read to well, I listened today to a YouTube video, and uh, they said that at one point um, he basically like the multiverse collapses in in itself. It's kind of yeah. like where it's looking like the Marvel sort of films are going to go with what with multi uh, multiverse of madness, uh, the, the new Doctor Strange movie. But apparently in the comics, they kind of collapse in on themselves. Right. And he basically finds a way to save the multiverse. And it basically turns him into Dr. Um, forgot his name now. Dr. Manhattan. Dude. Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> no, basically turns him into, um, Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. There we go. Uh, God. God Doom. Wow. Yeah, he gets like this white cloak. It turns him into like a god, like a god version of himself. I suppose what you got to look at. He's an evil Tony Stark. Yeah. With, What's with, with the metal mask? With like magical powers. Yeah, that's true. Or is his tech so good it's almost like magic? No, I think he does have kind of like magical yeah, right. powers. So what's with the metal face? Well, because <sighs> I've never really. I know he's a Fantastic Four villain. Yeah, and. I thought, oh, he looks cool, but I've always hated the Fantastic Four. Yeah, the Fantastic Four are one, not of, the, one of the worst they? teams. I mean, they're so they're not fantastic. They're so bad that they've even tried to get some of the sort of Marvel favorites in the team just to kind of liven them up. Like Spider Man, did some time with them just to try and be, like get Make them, them cool, get them cooler, give get them the, some cred, <laughs> get the comics selling. But even then, they still did really bad. These guys do better when they're on their own. I mean, the, the thing on his own is actually quite an interesting character. Like the thing fighting the Hulk is quite a cool thing to see because he knows he's going to lose, but he refuses to give up. So you just see him get the shit kicked out of him, and yeah. he still keeps fighting. 
Keeps him. throwing those punches, so he's an interesting guy. I've always got a bit of a soft spot for the thing because his name's Ben. Yeah. Ben Grimm. Ben Grimm. Yeah. But uh, the the team is just so boring and dull, mm. aren't they? I, I don't know. They're, they're on about making a movie, and I, I don't Again. know. Again? But Marvel, time lucky. Marvel will be doing it this time, though. I know, but you've still got to make them fucking characters interesting. Which is no easy feat, no. to be fair. And are you going to do it? Are you going to retcon it and do the origin again and just forget about it? And I've seen that fucking origin that many bloody I, times. Marvel. It's like I don't need to see Batman's parents getting shot anymore. Marvel tends not to do the origins anymore, do they? They didn't yeah. do the... They, because they're like, oh, well, it's been done to death. They didn't do Spider-Mans. They just jumped straight into it pretty much, didn't they? Yeah. So the the best thing they could do if they make that movie would be to skip the origins and just jump into, they've already got the powers, maybe do a short flashback within the movie. But the best thing to do would be to split them up to get them for the most of the movie to be split up on separate missions where you can actually flesh out the characters, get the thing teaming up with a more interesting character. I don't think the thing in a buddy movie. Get the, get the thing with the rock. Get the, <laughs> yeah, get the thing fighting someone, somebody, some heavy hitter, and he's teaming up with someone else. And then get like um, Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic, basically just nerding it off with another nerd from from Marvel, like yeah. uh, I don't know, like Bruce Banner or someone like that. Get him nerding with someone, not really doing a lot. Get them all split off on their own little adventure, so you can flesh out their characters and actually make them interesting. It's going to be difficult still. And then at the end, bring them together where they have to work as a team. We can be the fantastic for like, Fuck yeah. you, Richards. That name's I'd, shit. I'd like to see him like five years after they were fantastic for and they fell out and they split up and then they have to come together at the end. Maybe Galactus turns up right at the end and they have to team up and they've got a few friend heroes that help sort of to support the shitty car- characters sort of thing. We haven't mentioned Galactus. We probably should. Yeah, he's kind of... I don't think he's as interesting as the others. That's why I tend not to think about. I thought about having him on my list, but then I was like, "Well, he just goes around eating planets yeah. and create the the kind of the guys he creates to be his um what do they call them? He's like his champions, aren't they? Yeah, like the Silver Surfer. They're more interesting than he is, mm. and they get a large portion of his power. So Silver Surfer sometimes he kicks Galactus's ass if he has another teammate to help him. But, yeah, um, it's true. As for the yeah. thing with to answer your question with um, Doctor Doom's um, armor plate, and I think that's kind of fused to his body. Well, that sucks. Yeah, I'm sure that's kind of fu- I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think that's fused to his body. Yeah. All right. Well, that's un- that's not good. Can he get his dick out or what? I don't know. But yeah, they all got him and the Fantastic Four. They all got their powers from the cosmic rays, didn't they? Right. Okay. So they all got different. The cosmic rays is kind of Marvel's kind of cheat way of saying, yeah, you're all going to get powers randomly now. Kind of like the mutant gene, but it's forced on you. Yeah, got it's you. Like, it's like it, it kind of switches it on, I guess. So what if yeah, so we go into space and get some cosmic rays? We'll get cool powers. Works for me. What powers would you you have? Uh, telepathy every time. Telepathy. Yeah. You read people's thoughts. Uh, the whole the whole Professor X thing. Would you be able to do the stuff where you can like freeze? Yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. Freeze people, change their minds, whatever. I'd yeah. be in power within a week. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Ruthless dictatorship. But yeah, pretty, pretty cool. much. But I'd be like, you just go on TV and go, it's for the good of you all. And then <laughs> touch the side of my head. Yeah. And everyone would go, yeah, he's right. It is. <laughs> yeah, every time. Every time. Yeah. In life will be shit. <laughs> be great for everyone. Trust me. Be a veritable yeah. utopia. Yeah, I don't trust it. But yeah, and another thing I didn't know about Dr. Doom as well. Um, Till today, actually, was his actual main goal is to save his mother's soul. No way. Yeah, Mephisto, who 
isn't really worth mentioning. He's basically one of like the heavy hitters in Marvel. Right. He's basically like in charge, kind of in charge of hell. He's like one of the, there's like different levels to hell sort of thing. And there's like these, these um, sort of different and really powerful sort of cosmic entities. I mean, I think, is it him that Doctor Strange has to deal with in the first film? Or maybe they were mads. Yeah, right. The end where he's like, oh, I don't know. He keeps using that time thing because he keeps getting killed, keeps resetting it. Do you remember? No, I don't. (laughs) <laughs> You're like, I don't remember. I was probably high when I watched that. I'll be honest, um, I prefer Doctor Strange when he's not in his own movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um, I think that might be Mephisto. It, it might be, or it might be, it might be Doromaru, actually. I think, Dor- I think it's Doromaru. It's to make us in his ace. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, he has Doctor Do- uh, Doctor Doom's mom's soul. So he's, yeah, he's right. trying to save. So he wants ultimate power to save her soul. That's nice of him. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Right, do you want to move on to number two? Yeah, I've got Magneto. Magneto. Arguably one of the biggest bads in Marvel who isn't God tier. Yeah, he ma- he usually makes it in the top sort of three villains, top four he villains does. of he's all time. Am- he's immensely powerful and everything's made out of metal. He's Yeah, we live in a planet where everything's yeah. made of metal. He's nearly killed he's killed Wolverine once yeah. in a comic book arc. He's nearly killed him again. He's ripped out his skeleton. Yeah, he's done that twice. Yeah. The second time it killed him, the first time Jean Grey was there to Hold him together with a telekinetic power. Didn't he like, like trap him in an adamantium case as well at one point? No, probably. I think he did. If I was Wolverine, I'd stay as far away from Magneto as humanly possible. Literally, Magneto is his kryptonite. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I, I'm again another character who's like the ends justify the means. Like yeah. he's he's a Holocaust survivor. His parents were killed in a concentration camp. Yeah, he, was, he gets these powers, and he's like, you know what? I'm being persecuted twice. I'm a Jew and a mutant. Yeah, he he. <laughs> Chloe snoring. He learned the fears of hatred, didn't he? Yeah, and he realised that it's either us or them. Yeah, we need to protect ourselves, survive, and maybe even eradicate them so they can't eradicate us first. Well, he's the, he said it before. You know, we're the next step in human evolution. Yeah, they've had their time. Yeah, what happens to every species that doesn't evolve? Yeah, it dies. They get left behind and they get killed by the ones that replace them. Yeah, and if you are a mutant, and I don't know, if I'm a mutant and I can fucking shoot fire out of my hand, yeah, then. Chances are I'm going to get my own way a lot. Yeah. But I also think people are going to want to kill me for that. Yeah, well, this is the thing, isn't it? He's kind of, his whole argument was, look, we're the next stage of evolution, but it's not happening quick enough. There's like maybe like 10,000 of us on the planet. Yeah. And all these humans know that if it becomes more of us in the next 50 or 100 years, eventually there'll be like a million of us. We could wipe them out. Yeah. So right now, the best thing to do while there's only 10,000 of us is wipe us out. And, and that's his fear. And he and like Charles is like, oh no, we can be friends with the humans, you know. So I think Charles is a bit of a wishful thinker. Well, this is the thing because he was clearly wrong because they build those fucking things, don't yeah, the they? Sentinels. The Sentinels, yeah. And, you're like, and Magneto's like, hey, Charles, Charles. Yeah. Look, I was right. Look, I was right. And the only, no, no, we can still be friends. Yeah. And the only people that can kill them is Magneto and Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. And so Storm. They literally, well, they learn the powers of the, of the mutants. Oh, of course they do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they learn Storm's powers. The only ones that can kill them is Magneto because they're made of mostly metal and Wolverine because even though they can... He just gets in there and starts fucking... They can't them. learn his power. It's healing. Yeah. <laughs> and also, he can just cut them up, like you said, because his adamantium isn't part of his mutant power. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an add-on. 
So it's um, I like him. I like, and I understand. I completely understand his way of thinking. And if I was a mutant, and Magneto says, you'd be afraid. You'd to me, be like, like, you know what? We need to survive. Hey, buddy, that power of yours, I can use that. Yeah. You know, you want to protect other mutants. Do you want to protect other people like you? Yeah. Join the Brotherhood. I'd be like, fuck yeah. Yeah, you can kind of almost understand it. It's weird. I'd also actually. be like, I've got a mortgage to pay though, Maggie. Can you? Uh... Yeah. It's weird, actually, though, if you think about it, because in the first movie, he creates a machine that can turn everyone into mutants, doesn't yeah. he? In that very, very first X-Men movie. But they try to stop him because he said it would probably kill a lot of people. A lot of them wouldn't survive the mutation. Yeah, Blobman didn't, didn't no. go so well for him, did it? So he was like, oh, yeah, some people will die, but a lot will live. Why, rather than stopping him, why didn't Charles just go, you know what? I agree with you. This is a good idea. It's the next step in evolution. Let's tinker with this machine. Let's get a few of the world's greatest minds together and let's set it off when we know it won't kill anyone. Yeah, that could work. Rather than just trying to fucking stop him. Yeah. Because like <laughs> you're never going to stop him. Let's get Henry McCoy beast. Yeah. I'll work on it with you. You can work on it. All we need let's to get do Reed is, Richards on let's it. Get Reed, let's get him on it. Yeah. You know, and you oh, you know what? Hey. Let's go for this. Make this so it doesn't kill everybody. Yeah, maybe there's a medication we can give people so that they can be mutated slowly, mm. optionally. But it always makes me laugh in that in that first X Men movie where Rogue wants the cure. Yeah. Now the whole. Did you know that the whole allegory for the X Men is homosexuality? No. Oh, okay. Um, it was like the eighties when they came out. Yeah. And the opinion was very divided on the AIDS was AIDS pandemic. Oh, okay. And it was all like, oh, there's a cure, and people still try and cure homosexuality. But yes, the mutants were are an allegory for homosexuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she, but she's like, oh yeah, there's a cure, hmm. and she's like, I- I'm gonna go and have it, and they all go, oh my god, how could you do that? And Storm, who is literally a weather goddess. Hmm. Worshipped by her people. Yeah, she is. Right. It goes, there's nothing wrong with us. And if I was wrong, I'd be like, I kill people by touching them. Yeah. She's entitled to the cure then. Yeah. It's like, all I have to do is touch someone and I suck their life out of them. Yeah. I mean, and if I do it to a mutant, I suck, I not only do I suck their life, I, I absorb their powers. Poor old Gambit's trying to stick it in me 24-7. Yeah. Maybe I want some of that. In the movies, Iceman dates her, doesn't he? And he freezes himself just so he can touch her. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just... She's banging an ice dude. Yeah. Let her have the cure, man. Yeah. So everyone else got really cool powers. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I can't actually... I'm going to live an entire life without physical contact. Her power is kind of cool, though. It is, but it comes with a massive downside. In the comics, she she like pretty much kills um, Captain Marvel, gets her powers. Yeah. yeah. Do they get together? Well, no, I think she no. kind of, they fight, she kisses her and then steals her powers. And then I can't remember if she kills her or puts her in a coma, but basically takes her powers and just has her powers forever then. Yeah. So she learns to fly, super strength, basically becomes like a massive heavy hitter all of a sudden then. Comes the, probably the strongest X-Men they have then. Well, that's why he was going to kill Magneto, wasn't it? Because it was like his final gift. He's like, I need, I'm, I can do this myself. Yeah, but I'm too old, and I'll give Ian McKellen his due for playing that role. And um, of course, what's his face? Fuck me, what's his name? What? Who plays Magneto in the new ones? Um. Oh yeah, I can't remember. Fastbender. Yeah, fa- yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, he is. Finish off Magneto. Why have you been fluffing him? How long have you been fluffing him for? Go on, man. Finish off Magneto. You know you want him. <laughs> How long have you been fluffing Magneto for? Yeah, you're the one that said you wanted to finish off Yo, Magneto. You said you want to finish off Magneto, and I said, no, I don't. 
Hey, we were on break and you told me you were like, look, don't don't let anyone know, but I really want to finish up. <laughs> I did not say that. And I was like, I was like, man, you do what you want to do, man. <laughs> I want to know how long you've been fluffing him for. <laughs> Go on then, finish him off. <laughs> uh... I know you want him. <laughs> but no, um, I I can't. Um, if I was a mutant, I'd be on his side. Yeah, it's it's. Unless the X Men made me a very lucrative offer, <laughs> yeah. sponsorship stuff like that. You yeah, know? you're like, do I get to date Storm? <laughs> yeah, I'm not wearing the spandex. No, no, I don't like the no. idea of that. Yeah, I don't want a stupid costume. The Brotherhood have better costumes as well. They just turn up in their own clothes, didn't they? Bob and Magneto, who's going to have that air of uh... some of them have costumes. Well, Juggernaut's got a costume. Yeah, Juggernaut's got one. He sucks, though. He yeah. sucks in those movies. Quicksilver's got a costume. Mm-hmm. Quicksilver's part of the, the Brotherhood for a large amount of time because he's Magneto's son. Yeah. yeah. But when he's in the X-Men, he just rocks up in a Nirvana t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. yeah. So can I just wear my jeans? Can I wear my joggers and be comfortable, Magneto? <laughs> yeah. I want to be comfortable while I fight. <laughs> yeah. It's all about comfort, man. Like, <laughs> I don't want to spend three hours talking myself so I can squeeze into this fucking suit. Well, I think the blob turns up in just like a t-shirt and some like Whoa, joggers, doesn't he? Yeah, why the fuck not? <laughs> He's just like, that is the only thing I can get into. It's the only <laughs> thing they make in my size. <laughs> yeah, I think he just turns up in joggers and a t-shirt. So he should, I think he should be allowed to. Yeah. It's like, man, I, I, you know, I'll join your X-Men, Charles. But I'm, not, I'm not wearing the fucking span. I'm not wearing the yellow spandex. I'm I sorry. do wonder how Blob, how Blob gets into his outfits each day. <laughs> Do the Brotherhood have to help him? Is Toad there, like, holding one side? <laughs> I think maybe he just doesn't take them off. Yeah, They just hose oh. him down oh. and hair dry him. Yeah, probably. And let's also not forget Magneto on a twin. Who also used to bang Mystique. Yeah. yeah. You know, she asks no questions about banging him. Even when he's Ian Mc- uh, Surrey and McKellen, yeah. she's still quite happy to bang him. Yeah. Even though he's, you know, he's quite getting on a bit at that point. I don't think Mystique ages that really much does she she can just shapeshift so you'll have no rage oh yeah true in the comics she's Nightcrawler's mom yeah yeah I wasn't aware of that yeah Makes in, one, sense, in one version of the comics anyway I don't know if that's still yeah. canon you know Magneto cool helmet cool cloak loves a blue chick yeah but uh, he's also pretty cool as well in like he, he cares that much about his own kind that he literally creates a city a utopia for them yeah in the comics anyway he never did that in the movies well, there is one arc where he wins and snaps Charles's neck. Yeah. Because he's like, look, I'll give you one last chance. Come on, Charles. And he's like, no, no, we can work with the humans. He's like, ah, oh, snap. snap. <laughs> <laughs> There's one version of, in the comics where uh, Charles has gone evil. Yeah. Yeah, he's become like um, oh, he's become like a massive like, supervillain, like really powerful. Took that, he took like the whole X-Men to take him down. <laughs> cool. Yeah. But he would. Can't remember what they call him now. I'll find out after the show. All right, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. All right, then. Um, what's your next pick? Is the Saint of Killers? Yeah, how cool does that sound? It is same pretty fucking yeah. cool, doesn't it? See, I, I couldn't decide what, like whether or not to cut put this guy in because um, originally I know him from the TV show Preacher, but yeah. obviously that's a comic book as well. But I never read the comic. But I thought, fuck it, you know, I'm going to put him in because he is so cool. So I don't know anything about this guy apart from the brief. Because I kind of left it because I wanted you to tell me about it. But yeah. I did watch a little bit about him, and he's like a cowboy. Basically, I saw him in a. He's a cowboy. Yeah. Who basically just goes on killing everybody. Do you want a brief sort of backstory on him? I know his what his, his kid died. So he's like a sort of Confederate soldier, basically. Ooh. 
I think this was, but this is before like um, it kind of split and then the unions created and stuff. He's basically like a Confederate soldier that that was killing like Native Americans. Oh, a federal soldier at that point, then yeah. I think he's a Confederate soldier. Native, they they have all been sort of fighting the Indian Wars. One, but they didn't. They were fighting. They were pushing west. Yeah, and then they had the Civil War, so it was like a bit of a yeah. He'd have been wearing blue rather than grey. I think he wore grey. Oh, well, maybe the show. I can't remember. But yeah, anyway, he um, he basically was, I guess, what you'd consider like a sort of our versions sort of sp- a special operative sort of thing. Yeah, he was very good at killing people. Basically, he was kind of it was the only skill he kind of had. Okay, he he was uh, basically the sort of. Even when he was human, he was like a, a sort of merchant of death sort of thing. He right. was very, very good at killing. Yeah. And then, um, obviously, war starts to slow down a little bit. He ends up meeting a woman, falls in love. Um, yeah, settles down, starts realizing that maybe not everything's about... He actually quite likes killing, see? But right, he's one of them dudes just like, well, I'm good at this. Yeah, he, he's really, really good at it, and he, he actually really likes doing it. So it's kind of like he embraces it. He, he kills all of these sort of all these Native Americans and whatever. But yeah, he ends up finding this woman. Um, she's quite a lot younger than him, actually. I think she's like a child, like a... I'm not sure how Creepy. old... I'm not sure how old she is, but um, basically they're together for like 15 years. So I think when she's old enough, they kind of get married, end up having a daughter... And yeah, a little bit creepy, but I guess it was back when it was okay then, I guess. Well, I mean, I think until like 10 years ago, maybe, I think the age of uh, consent in Texas was like 14. Yeah. You know, so... America's a little bit different. It is. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, ends up marrying her, has a kid. Um, he's pretty settled down for those 15 years. But anyway, his daughter gets sick. And he goes in, he, he, there's medicine for the illness she has. So he's going to go into town to get the medicine, but the medicine's like a week away and she's really poorly. And it looks like the mom's starting to get it as well. So he's like, you know, I'll ride quick. I'll get there, get it, come straight yeah. back. We should get back just in time to save her. So he rides off with the intent to save his daughter. He doesn't take his gun with him because he's like, his fighting days are over. Oh, that's a rookie mistake. Yeah, he goes to get this medicine. And for some reason, the medicine is kept at the saloon. I don't know why. He meets these travelers along the way, and they're really nice to him. They give him some food and drink, and they're very like friendly to him. He gets there, grabs the medicine. He's about to leave. I mean, no one, even though he doesn't have his weapon, no one really fucks with him because he's quite a tough-looking guy. He goes to leave, and as he goes to leave, the people that helped him, they come into the town, and straight away, all of the sort of thugs in the town start shaking them down, like being violent, abusive. Yeah. It looks like bad stuff might happen to the women sort of thing. And he walks away because he's like, you know, not my problem. I've, I've got to get back to my kids. But then he obviously starts hearing stuff happening. He's like, you know, I need to go back. There's children there. I'm a father. So he goes back to try and help them. He obviously doesn't have his gun. They have guns and stuff and weapons. And it's not long before this gang overwhelms him and beats the shit out of him because he hasn't been fighting in 15 years. Yeah. So they beat the shit out of him. They kill his horse. Oh, no. And the worst thing is, is one of the people that beat him up is a preacher. Oh, He's a town preacher. No so way. that's the day he realizes religion's bullshit and uh, not all preachers are good. If anything, in his mind, they're all bad. So then he picks up the medicine and he walks back home. But obviously, because he's, he's like trying to get back home on foot, 
they both die. When he gets there, basically the, the windows and doors open and crows are pecking at his wife and oh, daughter. Man. Yeah. And he's consumed, like literally consumed by hatred. So he kicks open his cupboard with his guns. He grabs his cupboards. He storms back to the town and he massacres everyone in that saloon. I'm no talking way. the prostitutes, the people that work at the bar, the innocent bystanders. He shoots and he kills everyone indiscriminately and he thinks he's killed everyone and he goes to drink like a, a glass of whiskey and the preacher didn't die and he came comes up behind him stabs him in the back no way. and kills him so the last thing he sees before he dies is the preacher killed him so the preacher fucked him again the one guy that he thought fucked him the first time gets away with it so then he goes he dies and he has this deep hatred for preachers and and essentially religion i guess uh he dies goes to hell and hell in the preacher verse is basically you just relive the worst moments of your life over and over again like on a film but it's like a vr you know does this tie into lucifer by any chance because that's kind of what hell is i think that's just kind of a common theme a lot of sort of writers like to write hell as is it's kind of like it's like a a virtual reality sort of film loop Yeah. yeah i think they maybe they they got the idea from them or vice versa i don't know but it yeah, he just relives that day over and over again, unable to stop it. And he's hate the, the idea behind hell, Satan's sort of plan is hell is run on your emotions. Right. So they just rerun that over and over again. You feel those horrible grief, negative rage, all that. And then it funnels out and it, it powers him and hell and stuff. But eventually the idea is they break you. They make you emotionless. They destroy you. That yeah. That's kind of it. They kind of try to destroy your soul. But his hatred is so powerful for that um, they can't break him. No way. Yeah. His hatred just keeps getting higher and higher and higher to the point where Satan gets so annoyed, he personally decides to torture him. Because <laughs> he's like, I will break this bastard. Because <laughs> his hatred is just getting higher and higher. So he tries to torture him, can't break him. His hatred just gets higher and higher and higher. And it gets that bad that even the angel of death hears about him. And he's uh-huh. like, Wow, someone Satan couldn't break. I'm going to go meet the guy. And he meets him and he's like, Tell you what, I'll make you a deal. He's like, You agree to basically be God's assassin, and I'll give you my my job. You can be the angel of death. Sweet. But what we'll do is because you're you're originally a humans, we'll call you the saint of killers, and I'll give you basically the power that I have to take like life, any life you'll you'll be, you know. And all you have to do, if you take my power, is I no longer have to be be God's assassin anymore. I can just chill out and do whatever I want. Sit back, kick back by the pool. Yeah. Whenever God calls you, you become his assassin. You do as he says. And if you do that, I'll give you the powers and to sweeten the pot. To make sure you say yes, I'll send you back and you can get your revenge. Awesome. So he's like, sign me up, you know. I'm <laughs> full of hatred. I want to kill that preacher. Sends him back and he doesn't. He massacres everyone in that town. Again. Children, women, kills everyone. No no one's left alive. The preacher. So not just the saloon. Like the, the town's called Ratwater or something like mm. that. He kills everyone. No, he doesn't leave anyone alive. And God sees that and he's literally like, send him back to hell. <laughs> He's like, mm. if I need him, I'll call him, but send him back to hell. <laughs> Keep him in his eternal hell VR thing on a loop and we'll only let him out on extreme circumstances no way. <laughs> because he's so afraid of him. He's like, that guy is too powerful. Yeah. He's like, his hatred combined with your power has made him very dangerous. So send him back to yeah. hell. Well done, angel of death. Yeah. And then um, obviously in the Preacher comics, um, Preacher gets the main character, the preacher. He gets the ability. So, like an angel and a 
demon have a baby and it creates like a Nephilim. Right. But it can't man because it's like this weird new creation that God never wanted to be created. It can't manifest into a physical form because it wasn't meant to exist. Yeah. So it has to find a physical host. So it basically goes from host to host to host. I think actually in episode one, it goes to Tom Cruise and ends up making Tom Cruise explode because <laughs> <laughs> he can't contain its power. Eventually, it needs to find the pill. Oh, no. Yeah. I like Tom Cruise. He's like standing there talking to everyone about Scientology, and then he just blows up. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically got to find the perfect host. And because it's half angel and half demon, it needs the perfect amount of evil and good. Yeah. And Jesse, the main character, who's a preacher, was once kind of like a, his dad was a preacher. Yeah, he, he was like a sort of criminal, sort of he used to rob banks and do shit like yeah. that. And then one day decide, you know what, I'm going to go back, make my dad proud. I'm going to be a preacher. I'm going to find the good in people and stuff. Tries to completely turn his life around, but he's still happily will break your arm if you fuck with him. <laughs> so he's the perfect level of good and evil. So the, the uh, Nephilim finds him is like, right, I'm going to pick him as my host. And the Nephilim's like a baby. So it doesn't really have, it doesn't really do anything except for give him a power. Yeah. It's kind of just lives within his body. And the one power is whatever he says becomes reality. Well, that's handy. So if he says, he says this one guy, uh, go to hell, the guy literally goes to hell. Well, you've got to be difficult. You've got to be careful with that, aren't you? Yeah, he literally, all of a sudden, he's looking around. He's like, where am I? And he's in hell. And they're <laughs> like, who are you? What's your number? And he's like, what? And they're like, this guy shouldn't be in hell. Ah, well, one extra soul and just throw, throw him in a cell. <laughs> they're like, who is this guy? So his power, if he's like, kill yourself, you'll shoot yourself in the head. No way. So that's his power. So obviously God's like, this thing's an abomination. It shouldn't exist. Really, what he, he's afraid of is anyone who has this power could literally be like, God die and God will die. Yeah. He, whatever it says becomes true. It's like got the word of God, essentially. It's the only thing that can threaten God. In the, in the way that preachers writ is that um, God is super powerful. He's all powerful, but he's afraid that something else might one day exist as powerful as him. Makes sense. So yeah. anything that could be rival his power, he wants gone. And this Nephilim has the voice of God, essentially. Yeah. That scares him because he's like, well, if he tells me to lose my powers or if he tells me to die, I'll, I'll, that'll happen. So he he goes into hiding. Right. <laughs> he literally goes into hiding and basically sends angels after this thing and they go after him and they can't they can't stop him. And um, it's a great show. You should really watch it. I, will, I yeah. won't go into it too much. But um, yeah, basically God's in hiding. He's got a, a thing. He's, he's got a gimp fetish. God. So yeah. So <laughs> they they actually somebody tells them in like season one they're like yeah God's the the guy the guy in the dog gimp outfit and they don't <laughs> and they don't believe him so they leave and then they, like another three seasons they're looking for him and he was in that he rocks up later on like a Harley Davidson in his dog gimp outfit. <laughs> so it is a very funny series. You'd love it. But anyway. They try throwing angels at it, assassins at it, and nothing stops it. So they're like, right, we're going to have to send the saint to kill us. But because he fucking hates preachers, he's like personal. This guy yeah. kind of looks a little bit like the preacher. He's like, this is fucking personal. So he's like a relentlessly trying to go after him. And like as the series goes on, uh, he's like, he, oh, he's like, oh, well, I really want to kill the preacher. I really want to kill the preacher. But he fails a few times. And Satan's like, you failed. You know, it's over. You're going back to your cell. You know, you, you should have done better. And he's like, obviously getting scared as well because this guy's getting more powerful, the more hatred he's getting. And he's like, right, I'm, I'm like basically the king of hell. You go back to your cell now. And uh, either she goes, no. And he's like, 
what? I'm the king of hell. You go back to hell. He's like, no, just shoots him in the head. <laughs> kills, the, kills the devil. Whoa. Just walks out. He's like, right, back to earth. <laughs> Going after that preacher again. And then obviously he finally tracks him down and beats him. And he's, he's like, couldn't kill him at this point. And the preacher's like, you don't hate me. He's like, you hate preachers, but what do I represent? And he's like, God. And he's just like, exactly. He's like, and who, who, who wrote your story the way it is? Who put you through this suffering? And he's like, who, who is the person that needs to answer all of your questions? Not me. I'm just a servant of God. And he's just like, oh yeah. He's like, you're not my real enemy. God's my real enemy. And he just <laughs> lets him go. And this is the scene I saw earlier. Yeah. But it's like he slaughtered the angelic host, yeah. all shot. Mm-hmm. And then him and God have like what can only be described as a, a spaghetti western, good old fashioned showdown. Yeah, a quick draw. Yeah, and God, but God's got lightning fingers. Well, you see, this is a bit of a spoiler for the series for anyone that wants to watch it. I mean, I've spoiled it loads, and obviously you'll watch it, but you'll probably forget because you're drunk anyway. Not drunk? That's only my third can. Yeah, well, you'll forget anyway. This is my second, this is my third beer. But yeah, the, the series ends. He kills God and he sits on the throne. Yeah, I saw that bit. Yeah, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> it's like, he's kind of like, he doesn't really want, all he wants is basically to be with his, with his wife and his kid. Yeah. And he's never able to attain, obtain that because God will never let him up there because he's afraid of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when he kills God, he's like, well, I'm, I'm the God now. I am the God. So he, not only can he reunite with his family, which you don't see on screen, but he then is the ruler of heaven. <laughs> so you've got the saint of killers who becomes the new god, <laughs> which is fucking insane. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's like, I like him because literally his insatiable hatred for his own bad luck and existence is so powerful. And he kind of points it, for him, he points it at a preacher or preachers in general. Yeah. But it's just his sheer hatred for his lot in life makes him so powerful that he's able to kill the most powerful deities in the in the series. Yeah, and that's insane. Seems to me like the angel of death really fucked up. Yeah, yeah. But then again, I imagine he was fed up. I think it was a she or she. I think. I'd I imagine she was fed. Let's not assume their genders. <laughs> yeah, angels are probably androgynous. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I really like him because I'm just like he he. Literally, is there's a bit where he's like, right, okay, you fucked up again. You know what this means? He's like, bend over, and he gets his whip out, and he just starts lashing him because he's like, because <laughs> he's like, d- doesn't do what Satan says. Yeah. So he's lashing him. He lashes him for about ten hours. And he's like, right, you can go. And not once does he flinch. He's just like sat there taking his lashings. And bear in mind, he's been tortured for ages. He doesn't wince once. He gets up, he walks out out of like Satan's office because Satan has an office. <laughs> and he turns, and as he turns, because he wears this cool leather duster, yeah. he's got no back because he's got this supernatural being whipping him yeah. for like four hours. He's just got you just see his spine. <laughs> There's nothing left. <laughs> he just walks off. And you're like, what the fuck? This guy's a badass. <laughs> yeah, you can't really argue with that. No. <laughs> You can't really argue with any of that. No, he's literally the most interesting character because he's just relentless. And you're like, why? Why is this guy so relentless? And that's that's what makes you want to keep watching it to find out his story. And I think we can all appreciate a cowboy. Yeah, I think that's the, one, of my, one of my favorite things about our series as well is a cowboy kills Satan and God. Yeah. He's just a cowboy. I mean, I, I love Westerns. And this guy's just one, you know what? Fuck it, shoot out with God. <laughs> yeah, and that was his quick draw. It's like, shouldn't God have won that? No, 
No, obviously not. It's not quick enough. On that God, God looked nervous. Yeah. Saint of Killers. Ain't no joke. Right. Cool name as well. Should we move on to the last one? Yeah, we both have the same one, like yeah. last time. Yeah. We did Heroes, and we both come for the Joker. Which is the yin to the yang of the last one. Exactly. So or it yang all, to the yin. It all comes full circle. Yeah. We went Batman for number one on the last one. We did. And both of us picked the Joker, who is basically chaos incarnate. Yeah. I mean, all right. Yes, there's possibly three Jokers. Yeah. That is a relatively uh, new sort of comic thing, so we won't spoil that in case it becomes a movie too much. Yeah, I mean, uh, when you do look at the Joker, I mean, he was his arc was meant to end. Yeah, after his first appearance, he was like with Batman from the beginning. He was meant to be a joke character, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, and they were like, you know what, this guy's, you know, he's got potential. This character, and he eventually just evolved into this twisted. Fuck who sees the world as being so fucked up, it's hilarious. Yeah, well, in the 60s, he was. He was like just a gag character, wasn't he? He yeah. would squirt Batman with a water water and his flower on his yeah, lapel yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like acid or <laughs> or it's like the, the Joker serum that makes you laugh forever, which would be awful. <laughs> Until you die, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, I mean, the, the portrayal on the screen, it's Cesar Romero was the first Joker on screen. Didn't they paint Batman. over his moustache because he refused to shave his moustache? Yeah, he was a pro-Latino man. He refused to shave his moustache. They were like, right, okay, Joker's a funny guy. He doesn't have a moustache. Can you get rid of the moustache, please? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but we need you to get rid of it. Just paint over it. It'll be fine. No one will see. <laughs> yeah, he was a proud Latino man who refused to shave his moustache. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I respect that. Yeah. Sometimes you have to draw a line, man. Um, Jack Nicholson, of course, was next. They could probably CGI that out now. <laughs> well, they did with Henry's... Yeah, uh, go back and CGI it out. They did with Superman's tash, although I would like to see Superman with a tash. Yeah, I think they could have just left it in. Then again, if he just have a moustache nowadays, I think it's a bit creepy. Yeah, it is a bit. So like, what's with the moustache? Yeah, a few people have moustaches now. Yeah, they, it's on their own. I mean, if, unless you grow, grow a really good moustache, like a Freddie Mercury thing going on. Usually you end up looking like either a 70s porn star or someone that maybe shouldn't be around parks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you? Let's be well, honest. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the moustache, its, it's nickname is the cum catcher. Oh. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh I like Jack Nicholson as a Joker. Yeah, we'll get onto the comic book. The character is crazy because the character evolved, didn't he, from the comic books and from the actors that in, took on their own interpretation of exactly, him. Exactly. Yeah. Like, obviously, there was the comic book one, which you just said was was taken on by an, an actor, and then literally Jack Nicholson was basically portraying the same character, but because he portrayed it slightly differently, so darker, a little bit. Yeah, he still yeah. was the He's gag. He's the one that put the acid in the thing. Yeah, he was still the gag character, but he, they went a bit darker with it, didn't yeah. they? They made they were like, let's keep him as the gag character, but let's make him a little bit more murdery. Let's make him a little bit more crazy. <laughs> Sociopathy. Yeah, let's put a little bit of darkness in it. Let's, let's make put him grin on his face. Yeah, let's not make him afraid to kill people every now and then, rather than just squirting water in their face and running off like a like a, <laughs> a, a crazy child. And people were like, oh, you know, Jack Nicholson's interpretation of the Joker was crazy, but it was a little bit dark as well. And people, his, uh, yeah, people loved yeah. it. For a long time, yeah. he was considered the best Joker. Well, if Heath Ledger had to come along, he would be considered. Yeah. But then yeah. again, I, I grew up with Jack's Joker. Yeah. So for me, he is my favourite. 
He's good. He is very but good. But that takes nothing away from, from Heath Ledger, yeah. who was, you yeah. know, he changed the character. We went from gangster, kind of semi-serious, but we'll shoot you in the face Joker, yeah. to anarchist Joker. He evolved with the times, didn't he? Well, yeah, if they'd have put that in on, if yeah. they'd have put even as dark as Jack's character was, comic books were very light back then. They, they were, were like, yeah, they were coming yeah. off of wars, and then there was like the Cold War and stuff. So we were in constant times of violence. So comic books were fairly fun and cheerful and light. But as we got into times of peace, people wanted a bit more grit, a bit more darkness, because yeah. we weren't going through that in our day-to-day -day lives. So they were like, okay, make this guy a bit more dangerous, make him a bit of a mobster, make it so he's not just a clown prince. He's also, he, he shoots acid on people, he poisons yeah. people. He, you know, he's, he's actually an expert chemist. Yeah, make Is him he... a bit of a mafia leader, make him yeah. have a bit of a gang. Let's not make him just a single player on his own. Bob, you are my number one guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he has some great moments in that, and I was watching a few earlier. He's like, he says, can you tell me why a man dressed as a bat is getting all my good press? <laughs> and then he's like, this town needs an enema. And then he just blows a party thing. Yeah. Like, I like that. That's I love that. My favourite scene from the movie is where he uh, dances in the art studio. Oh, and it's, it's Prince is playing. Prince, is I think playing, Prince yeah. did the soundtrack to that movie. He did, yeah. My dad's got that. Yeah. He's a big Prince fan. And uh, and he's like splashing the paint up, and then yeah. one of his guys goes to throw a bucket of paint yeah. over. He goes, "No, I like that one." Yeah, yeah. And then Jerry Hall is his missus, isn't it, in yeah. that film? And she's got the the mask because he's he's oh I made her better. He's like you know he sprayed acid in her face, mate. Yeah. So she won't look at. So no one else will want her apart from you. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Play, he did play the Joker really well in that film. Yeah. He's still my number three, though. Who's your number two? Woken Phoenix. Oh well, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Heath Ledger, and then it's really close. Actually, I really liked. I really liked the film, The Joker. Um, it's yeah. close. It is close. Can we count that? Yeah, as being part of the DC universe, though. Yeah. As a prequel story, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it is. They're on about using him again. They are. Yeah, yeah, and. I, I do, I do like Jack's Joker. Yeah. Um, until he, Joaquin Phoenix came out, if anything, he's more of a part of the DC universe than the older films. I guess so. I suppose you can. Be They've really, kind of got rid of the older. Do you films. think there's a lot between the? Let's say that we on the on-screen Jokers will go. You know, we'll say well, let's not include um, what's his fucking name, Jared Leto. <laughs> Apparently, he's better in the uh, Schneider cut. I think he. Apparently, I think he was let down by whoever was doing wardrobe. Yeah. In apparently, that Squad apparently movie. he's redeemed himself somewhat in in Schneider Cut. Well, I don't know. It depends how much of a role he's actually got. Because he's, yeah. as far as I'm aware, he doesn't really have a role in any. He's only other. in the nightmare scene. Yeah. So he doesn't really have a role in um, Suicide Squad. To be fair, no, he doesn't. And it's like so much was made of him being in it. Yeah. That it was like oh, massively let down. It didn't really that do film, a lot. That film's terrible. Yeah, it's not great. It's mm. it's. It's a bit of a drunken watch for me. I'll stick it on if I'm not really paying attention and I'm pissed. Yeah. Because there's explosions and Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bit where she's taking her clothes off. You want to that bit? Yeah. 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 I thought you would be. Yeah. Um, and then you got so, you know, so Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, and obviously Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. It's not a lot in it performance-wise. No. No. I mean, obviously, before 
you've always got hindsight and the zeitgeist, the spirit of the time is yeah. what's more applicable at the time. Yeah. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix's joke pretty struck a chord because it's like, yeah, mental illness isn't being sort of um, funded and he's a chaos joker. He's as a well, chaos joker. He's like he never he doesn't have a plan for anything. But then again, no. so is Heath Ledger. He, he's the anarchist. He does have a plan. He does have a plan. And of course, he always, he always betrays himself. He's like, hey, do I look like a guy with a plan? Well, yes, clearly he had a you, massive plan because you rigged all the bridges to blow and destroy the hospital. So you clearly got a plan. I think Joker, the the Joker movie with Woken Phoenix, it, it hit a chord because, yeah, like you said, it brings up the mental health issues. Oh, and the inequality of society. And the inequality well. of society. It brings up issues that we deal with today. Yeah. And not just those as well. It, we de- deal, dealt with the anarchy side of things because in society now, there's so much anarchy because the, the like, I mean, we've talked about this in other podcasts, but the political spectrums, they are scared. The extremes on the left and the right are getting worse. Yeah. So they're constantly just clashing with each other. And he, he almost brings that to a head. I mean, there's people in the streets just beating the shit out of each other. And he's just, yeah. he smiles while he's in the police car. That's it, he's yeah. got what he wants. He wants, he wants just basically chaos. He's become a figurehead where unwillingly or, Willingly, yeah. Because let's say when he spoiler alert, um, when he goes on the chat show, mm-hmm. he, he's going to kill himself. That was a plan. Yeah, he's just going to blow his head off, and that's it. That shows how little of a plan he has. That's, yeah. that's as far forward as he thinks, and he changes his mind straight away. Yeah. yeah, and he says like, you know, you wouldn't if I was dying in the street, you'd step over me. Yeah, you you want to. These three guys work for Thomas Wayne. They were they were assholes. Yeah, but you're all making them out to be saints. Yeah. And that's society nowadays. Yeah. I think it... Bad guys are made to look like good guys and good guys are made to look like bad guys. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So I get that. Um, obviously, Heath Ledger's Joker, just, it wasn't just everything about that. He stole that film. Yeah, he did. That's not Batman. It's not The Dark Knight Rises. It's The Joker. Yeah. Mark One. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Christian Bale has that art a lot though doesn't he, he has like, he's like a really good actor but he always seems to get paired with another really good actor and then they end up stealing the show yeah. <laughs> so he was like meant to be the main character in one of the Terminator movies wasn't he and, yes, no, and no one yeah. really he wasn't he meant to be John Connor or something he was John no Connor, one really yeah. remembered him in the one movie that movie sucks it did suck but the other guy ended up getting jobs off of it didn't he Oh, yeah. The guy that was kind of the half Terminator yeah, thing. Yeah, but he sucked too. Yeah, well, he, he stole the show it was more a than... terrible movie. It was, yeah. But he stole the show off of him. It started off so well. Yeah, it did. You know, when you've got, like, helicopters dropping troops down and they're fighting Terminators and it's, like, not that far in the future so we haven't got laser guns. Yeah. And then they rescue people and they get out and John Connor brings the thing down. That's, that's fucking awesome. Give yeah. me that. Then it just turns into garbage. And it's like, oh, this is fucking awful. Yeah. What's this about? Yeah, it's a shame. But, yeah, I think... The Joker's got up to some diabolical shit, and not just in the movies. I mean, he's shot Barbara Gordon, Batwoman, yeah. Batgirl. He's the, re- he's, he's the reason why she's in a chair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, she has to become an oracle after that. Yeah. And she has to just tell, like, the Bat family what to do from the headquarters because she can't fight anymore. You know, he's caused Batman a lot of problems, and... Does he want to die? I don't know. Does he doesn't want he Batman in... to kill him? He'd love Batman to. He'd love Batman to yeah. kill him. In in that movie, doesn't he, he also breaks the bat? Doesn't Does, he? Yeah. In that movie, doesn't he like the well the comic book and movie? Doesn't he also when he shoots her? Doesn't he take like naked photos of her as well to like anger Batman? Yeah, I think and he so, sends him yeah. to Commissioner Gordon to try and yeah. break him as well, doesn't he? He does. He, he gets Gordon to come to the abandoned theme park where his yeah. hideout is, and he he breaks Gordon mentally as yeah, well. Yeah, I think he beats him up and then shows him the pictures. Mm. 
and then uh yeah and then obviously batman sort of well he does it's the comic book the writers said he snaps the joker's neck at the end of that comic yeah book. he tells him that sort of and they both joker he, doesn't he yeah. and then at the end batman laughs and puts it they, like for the he's like oh bats i finally made you laugh and he keeps laughing and then he puts his hand on his shoulder and it starts sounding more like a crazy laugh and then it kind of zooms out and you see a shadow and you just see the arm kind of move yeah. towards the neck and there's um and then it's just like there's only one shadow there yeah so it's like heavily implied that he that that's his breaking point you like took one of his family away yeah. from him now she'll never be the same and he feels no remorse for it he wanted to break batman he finally got what he wants yeah and but they are the yin and the yang yeah i mean and he has done some heinous shit i mean he's a he's a fucked up character and let's not forget mark hamill's portrayal of him in the comic books yeah he's really in, in, the, in the cartoon I think, sorry. I think that's why so many um actors are afraid to take on the role because you are literally anyone that's ever done that role is bar maybe Jared Leto has done a phenomenal job and it's such a great character and such a, yeah. a powerful character. It's almost a fear that if you get that wrong, then the world's going to hate you. Oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So because everyone's done a pretty good job with it other than Jared Leto. <laughs> I think he was pretty let down by his wardrobe department. You know, there was not really much point in him being in suicide squad at all. Yeah, he was. He could have cr- got away with that movie without him in it, but yeah. they just wanted to shoehorn him in. Oh, look, Jared Leto, he's a great actor. I, I, I can't judge. I haven't seen a lot of his stuff, if any. Yeah, he's, he's an all right actor, to be um, fair. I think he oh, he got an Oscar, didn't he, for that one film? Did he? Yeah, Dallas Buyers Club, I think. Was I've it, was it Dallas that. Buyers Club, oh, I think? I'd, I'd, it's not the sort of movie I'd watch. I'm sure he got an Oscar for How that. many explosions are in it? I don't know. I've not seen it. I'm sure he's in that film. I'm sure he got an Oscar, and I think it's that film he's in. I don't know. I honestly... I haven't seen it, um, but I'm sure I've heard it. But yeah, I, I think uh, he's an interesting character because he, everyone thinks he's madly insane, but he genuinely thinks that he's the only sane one. Yeah. And he's trying to basically, he's trying to say to the world, look, we're all, there's all evil in us. We're all bad, really. It's just we pretend we put on these sheep skins. We pretend that we're the good guy. We pretend that we're all calm and normal. But he pushes people to their brink to make them snap, to try and show them. Nobody's good. Nobody's. Yeah. And it's all. Absolutely. He's basically, he's like, society's an illusion. You know, the, it's a fragile ecosystem, which all you have to do is push someone a little bit too far and they snap. Spe- well, his, his goal is obviously for the for Batman to snap. Yeah. It, Batman kind of. I mean, he's, you know, he bludgeoned a Robin to death. He bludgeoned, well, he didn't bludgeon him to death, but he, everyone thought he had. Well, he did. They had to bring him back from uh, Rachel Ghoul's Lazarus pit, bringing him back from yeah. the dead. So they did bludgeon him to death. He, he beat him to death. Viciously, yeah. and then blew up the building with a crowbar. Yeah. yeah, you know he's done some bad stuff, and and we never got that in Batman Superman. Yeah, we never got the the story behind that Robin suit. Yeah, that was bullet riddled with yeah. jokes on you, Batman spray painted on it. Well, that'll be um, that'll be the Robin that died probably. Yeah, they'll just have said that he shot him instead of beat him up. But yeah, really, that film was terrible. To be fair, they should what, have Batman Superman. Yeah, I love that movie. They, the pacing was terrible. And there was more questions than answers. I know, but if we'd have got the Snyder cut sooner, yeah, we'd have probably had another sequel. Yeah, to Justice League. True. I mean, apparently, he's from what I've heard because I haven't seen it yet. I'm hoping to watch it at the weekend. Yeah, um, he's basically setting up Justice League two in it. Yeah, when no one's like, well, nobody really wants to do it. No one really wants to do it. A lot of the actors don't know if they want to do it. Yeah, because you're gonna have to replace Batman. Yeah, he still wants. 
uh, Brad Pitt to do it, but I don't think Brad Ben Pitt Affleck. Is. Ben Affleck, sorry, not Brad Pitt. Yeah, Ben Affleck. He still wants Ben Affleck to do it, but I, I don't think Ben Affleck wants to do it. He doesn't like having to train that hard. No, he's uh, he's quite a lazy dude naturally. Yeah, but I will tell you what, he got into fucking shape for phenomenal it. shape. Pa- packed yeah. on the the muscle. He's put it all back on there, fat boys. So, yeah. Are we going to see Fat Man? Fat Man. <laughs> just put him in a muscle suit. Just turn to a training montage. That's all they did with George Clooney, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think with, with Joker, he he is literally he's he's the darkness of society that we don't like. He's the embodiment of society that we don't like to admit is there. The darkness that lurks between like every person or yeah, absolutely. every dark corner. Everyone's like a few bad days away from becoming the Joker. Yeah. Snapping and killing everyone. I mean, there's so many people that have probably had a really bad week at work and be like, you know what? If I had a fucking gun, I'd come in and kill all these fuckers. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. So, and he's the embodiment of that. He's the embodiment of that. I think that's why people like him is because he's such an interesting and, and complex character that literally is like, you could be me. You yeah, just yeah. you just one bad day away from it. Like you could be on top of the world, about to be married tomorrow, and your wife gets hit by a car. Then you're me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, true. It, it, literally, you could you could be uh, about to you know go get the d- dream of your job, uh, job of your dreams, and you literally break your leg on your way there, and you miss the interview, and you don't get it, and you could become me, and you could lose your house, and you could become yeah. me. Your yeah. wife leaves you can't provide for her anymore. Yeah, you could become me. Well, that's that's why he always tells a different origin story. Yes, that's what I was going to say with the origin story. Yeah. He doesn't have one. No. Well, he I does. Mean, he he has millions of them. Well, he does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He I makes mean, them up. Yeah. Well, I, I like... There's a few theories floating around. The theory there? is he's three jokers and each one tells you their own origin story. Yeah. yeah. But um, there's, there's obviously Jack Nicholson's origin story we get. He thought he's pushed, pushed slash falls... Into yeah. the tank of chemicals. Yeah, I like the theory about Heath's Joker that he's actually a soldier who was killed, who was PTSD to fuck in Afghanistan and Iraq. That's not a comic book one, though, is it? No, but it's yeah. the theory for that specific Joker of the movie. Yeah, like way he's planned everything. Like when he, he, Batman's interrogating him, or when so when the Joker's been interrogated by the police. Yeah, and he's got them phones inside of people. They're going to set off the explosives. Yeah, you see him just. Lance down at a watch, and it's only because it was pointed out to me I noticed it. But it's all sort of things like that. Like he's waiting. He's oh, that guy's got a watch. Yeah. What time is it? Yeah. When? How long have I got to hold out here? Yeah. They're military training sort of type yeah. things. The um, yeah. the fact that he seems to be familiar with all sorts of weaponry, like yeah. he gets an RPG at one point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, and he makes a throwaway line of oh, a, a truckload of soldiers gets killed and it gets blown up in Iraq. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. So he makes comments that imply that he might be a soldier. He makes comments that he's, you know, that's how he got the scars. Yeah. From, from obviously the, the forever war cool. on terror. Yeah, that's pretty cool because in a time when we were back yeah. then. So yeah, it probably is true. Yeah. He's got quite a few origin stories in the comics, hasn't he? That's it. And they'll never know. No. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Is he's, he is literally, he's everyone. <laughs> yeah. He's everyone and anybody. Yeah, that's why he tries to turn people into the jokers. That's why he paints their faces. That's why he gives them the Joker serum. Because and that's why he tries to push people to do bad things. In the one film, that's why he tries to make the crim the criminals push the button to kill the civilians, and the civilians push yeah. the button to kill the criminals. And they both choose not to, and they prove him wrong. 
But a lot of the times, I mean, they're lucky that time because a lot of the times one of them would have pushed it. <laughs> and you just could give it a thing. Boom. Yeah. That would have been it. A lot of the time, somebody would have pushed it. Criminals, uh, they're all like the worst people in the city. Yeah, yeah, they're all like murderers, rapists, pedophiles. Yeah. yeah. No conscience. Thank you very much. He, thought, he thought straight away the criminals w- would instinctively go to push it. So the civilians would know that and straight away push it. Mm. But neither of them pushes it, and it, it like disproves him because it it proves that even villains, even bad guys, can have some sort of moral compass. Maybe that just shows that Gotham's prisons are excellent rehabilitation facilities. Yeah, they're not. They're all, they are not. that big fucking hench black dude, and he's just like, give me the thing. They all think that if they don't. and he think he looks like the meanest guy in the room, and he's like, give me the detonator. Yeah, and then he just throws it out the window, and he yeah. goes, look, we've done that. We've done bad shit. Yeah. And maybe, everyone's he's just like, like he's like maybe yeah. we deserve it, yeah. And he's just like everyone's just like yeah, yeah. And let's face it, getting blown up, it's pretty quick. Yeah, you know. Yeah, true. Yeah, I, I think that um, I think Joker just try and prove a point. I mean, I think that's why him and Bat, why he's so obsessed with Batman is because Batman basically is saying that I have this strict code of of never crossing the line, and Joker thinks anyone will cross the line. Anyone can. Yeah. And he, he he's obsessed with Batman because he's trying to prove that his way is right, that he's right, that nobody is above this sort of, you could snap at any moment. That's right. Anyone uh... could have a bad day. And that's why he keeps giving back. That's why it's almost like Batman pushes Joker to become more and more evil. Inadvertently, And yeah. if you look at the comics, I mean, the history would go along with that. I mean, he's he's a B-rate villain at best at the beginning because he's just a jokester. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like he becomes so obsessed with Batman that he's like, I need to do more more bad shit. I need to do more bad shit. The worse I can go, the more likely I am to make him snap. But even to the point where he saved Batman. Yeah, he saved Because he wants to kill him. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, I'll kill you when I'm ready to kill you. I don't think he wants. Or you'll kill me. One of the two. I don't think he actually wants to kill him because they've done comics where he's killed him and he like he he goes to gets depressed. Yeah. And there's one where like uh, he puts him in this never end like Batman in this never ending torture loop, and it's like he does that because it's fun, but and he doesn't want that to end. But if Batman was to go, he'd be like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. He he bases his existence based on Batman. Because he's like, well, I'm I'm the ultimate sort of bad guy, and he's the ultimate good guy. We 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 need each other. That's we, it. We, if one of us exists, the other one has to. We gotta do this dance forever. Yeah, that's what he wants. He loves it, but he he thinks that he'll one day he'll win, and his way of winning isn't killing Batman. It's getting Batman to kill him. Yeah, that's how he wants to win. That's his end game. Is I think he's each version of him does have the mental health. They they all want the pain to stop. They want it to end. And they yeah, want absolutely. they want Batman to do it. They don't like what they've become. They want to suicide by cop, but they want suicide by Batman. Yeah, they want they want Batman to they want Batman to become them by getting rid of them. Yeah, and they can say that they've won them. They've broken the incorruptible. They've corrupted the incorruptible. Yeah, literally with his dying thoughts, he could be like, "You became me." <laughs> And then I'm, he releases a cloud of Joker venom into his into Batman's head. Well, there is a version. It's the games actually where um, Bat, where Joker dies, and he, he does release it, and Batman slowly feels like he's because he's he's basically beating things based on sheer willpower, hasn't he? Yeah. But he can slowly feel the Joker serum slowly rotting his brain. So essentially, he could one day become the Joker, and I think the comic books have dabbled with that. Where in the he's become... um, the Dark Knights thing, there's the Batman who laughs. Yeah, where he's become the Joker. Yeah, 
Where he's like he, the worst Joker of all time. Yeah, he's just like, he invites the Bat family round and they're like, oh, what's up, Bruce? And he's like, ha, 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 ha. And he guns them all guns down. Guns them all down, jeez. And you're like, whoa. And then he's, and he, he's got like the, the Robins. Yeah. He's got these Robins on leashes. Wow. He's all dark. freaky, pointy, hobgobliny Robins. And then yeah. there's the, the Robin King, who was like the best one that he, <laughs> he promotes. He's like, when, when I'm gone, and I will be gone because someone will come for me. Yeah. You're in charge then. The Robin King. Yeah, he goes in the Robin King. Oh, that's amazing. But there's all these dark Batmen. He actually, the I've Batman always... who laughs actually has this council of dark Batmen. Wow. From I've... alternate dimensions. I've always thought it's a bit sketchy that he keeps all those kids around, to be fair. Yeah. Let's not get into that. Yeah. He was our favourite pick. Yeah, he is. Yeah. But yeah, the Joker. Um, that's probably the, unless you wear an The clown prince of crime. Clown prince of crime. The anarchist. Yeah. It's just, just well, everything is that everything in society. But let's face it, if you're just getting some help, yeah, getting some counselling. Well, I tried that. Well, <laughs> if you go into the three Joker sort of things, I mean, I guess you can't get them help because you've got the mob boss who's not really insane. No, he's, he's just going with the stick. Yeah, he's the Jared Leto one, isn't he? He's not. He's not crazy. He's calculating. He's got a plan. Unpredictable. Yeah. No, he's the Jack. He'd be the Jack Nicholson one. Yeah, or, or the Jack. Or the Jack. Or the Jack, Jack yeah. And then I um, prefer Jack. And then you've got your your uh, anarchist, Heath which, Ledger. which is Heath Ledger, who's um, I'd argue he's probably a sociopath at, at, at most. <laughs> and then you've got your um, your chaos incarnate Joker. Your your complete and utter psychopath that just doesn't know right from wrong that yeah. just wants utter chaos and they make up the three and that's why whenever one gets sent to prison there's always to Arkham one. they're like hey where's that Joker what the fuck yeah makes sense do you Which... think they have an intricate system where like um, one of them gets caught the other one goes off and starts a crime and like Batman's like, shit, he's got out, goes after him and then the other one sneaks in. He's like, hee, 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 I got you, buddy. Cracks open the thing. Probably. He's like, let's go. And then he's not even escaped yet and he just yeah. helps him out. He's like, and he throws him back in jail and I'm like, oh, well, we're already here still. We've only just got out, the two of us, so let's just go back and get the third one out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Certainly a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Would it's, you say that's the end then? Yeah. We cool. probably went on too much about our nerd ways anyway. Well, yeah, they should listen. They should know that by now. That's true. That's true. Well, thank you very much for listening. I've been Ben. Don't drink the flavor aid. Don't join a cult. Form a shield wall whenever possible. Whenever possible. Yeah. <laughs> if it's inconvenient, don't do it. Also remember, um, you know, social distancing shield walls aren't yeah. as effective. That's true. Can you imagine that? <laughs> shield wall. Oh wait, six feet apart. <laughs> Have you got a mask on? Yeah. <laughs> You just have to get like six foot long shields. Yeah, you would. Well, six foot wide. Yeah, that'd be inconvenient. Yeah. Six foot wide either way, actually. So 12 foot wide yeah. shield. Could you imagine holding one of them? Oof. You're <laughs> holding a fence panel on one arm. Oh, man. <laughs> Feel like shield wall. Oh, fucking hell. My oh, arm is dying. Can you charge because my arm is fucking killing me. <laughs> you have to get like a, like a brace that kind of attaches into your chest and into the ground. I've got it. You just stand behind a fence panel. Put a wheel on it. Put a wheel on the bottom. Oh, yeah, like a stick and a wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just wheel it forwards. <laughs> March! You just, go, you just hear, like, squeaky wheels. Hold! You collapse a wheel on a telescopic yeah. things. You put it dead in the ground. You just hear, charge! Wee, 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 wee.
<laughs> Hold wee. <laughs> and one person carries on. Wee wee. Hey, what did you say? Back in line. <laughs> He's like, sorry. Wee wee. <laughs> uh, some of the tangents we have. Yeah. Right. Listen to us on Anchor, SoundCloud, Spotify. All the other podcasts, if you want to support us on Patreon, we'd appreciate that. That'd be nice. Listen to Cutting Through the Bull on the post-truth apocalypse. Cutting Through the Bull in the post-truth That's apocalypse. hard to say when you've been talking for like two hours. <laughs> you think I feel? <laughs> yeah, listen to those guys. Ben's on it. I'm not. So, I mean, yeah, take what you want from that. <laughs> I've invited you. You said no, no. I, I don't want to get super high. I have to go and see my girlfriend. I don't want to get super high. I have to go normal stuff. It's going to get hot in a room yeah. and talk about aliens You're like how dare you be productive with yeah, your weekend exactly you, you come and get hot box with the rest <laughs> of us and you will talk about aliens yeah yeah you managed to get it into the pot i was like he didn't he didn't mention aliens in this podcast yeah <laughs> we are devil's advocate